What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. That line from Finrod. Oh. You won't know what light to follow until you've touched the darkness. Oh, my. As, I mean, like that, bro, that spoke to me in a way I can't even, like, I like know, biblical yeah. as, like biblical. They were all wrong, man. They were all wrong. Yeah. All these people who were saying it was going to be garbage, yeah. they were wrong. They were so wrong, dude. So wrong. So wrong. I, can't, I mean, so, I can't even. so wrong, you might call it Sauron. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My God, man. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I don't know who I am because I'm in a stupor from what I just saw. And and, and, and we're talking about that thing we all just saw, rings of power. <laughs> Them rings of power. Dude, I, I well, we we're are from from where? I don't even know. As I'm in a stupor, man. Mm-hmm. What like what we just saw? So so absolute clarity. We actually are recording this at the end of the night, okay? But I don't know that it would have made much of a difference if we were to record it first, no, middle, no. or the end. We just got done talking to four of our friends. We just got done recording the circle. Yep. The segment where we talk to our friends about their uh, reactions to the episode. But my my Lord, man, what we saw tonight. I keep coming back to, I haven't been this blown away <laughs> since the Fellowship of the Ring. I really haven't been. I mean, yeah. like you and I talked about it before. And this is something we have been anticipating yeah. for almost five years now. Through all the different variations of what we thought we were going to get anticipating looking forward to counting down and with w- that being said with all the anticipation and all that build up and all that possibility for letdown i was not in the slightest no disappointed no, no. I, I was i was i felt so uh, rewarded for yeah. all of our um on all of our airing on the side of being positive <laughs> for us refusing to to judge the show until we saw it 
Right, right. And yeah, I, that's honestly how I feel. I feel rewarded as a fan. I feel just like we are on the doorstep. Yeah. And we're not going in. We're going out into the world of another adventure. Right, right. Lane, I'm telling you right now. So I don't know. I don't know what people are are thinking. There was I, I I saw a little bit of chatter just originally episodes going on. I had some friends chatting about it, what have you. You have got to be out of your mind if you looked yeah. at this and said, "Yeah, it's not stunning," or or right. or if if right. you said, "I don't know, there's some CG going on, some blood, some issue." Give me a you, break. You're, you're actually out of your mind. You're actually just I I don't even know what you're on. I I, I really I, I have no exactly. I yeah. cannot believe how good this is. Yeah. And I, I I am so happy. Again, you're going to hear it later. We 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 brought on four different folks. All of them f- felt the same way. We do have people, and we'll acknowledge we got people. We have the Hobbit Hotline coming up later. You guys can yeah, call baby. in later and like let us know if you had gripes, criticisms. I am shocked. Somebody said I was reading somewhere. They're like, man, this was kind of all over the place. I'm like, what are you? T- what are you talking about? The symbolism See, the- that like. The, the the story is so it is it is all driven through Galadriel the mm-hmm. rings of power and yeah. and Sauron the connection to Finrod like there are connections yeah. all over the place. You're we, just, we actually yeah. yeah we actually remarked about I think in when our conversations with with Joe and Mike that are coming up we remarked on how how blown away we were at the ability for them to synchronize everything like yeah. everything was so it felt in some strange way, it felt like all these characters already knew each other or knew of each other yep. and that they were all acting in a way that they were aware of each other, even though they weren't like to me, it felt the opposite of all over the place. It felt incredibly connected. Yep. Exactly. Um, well thought out planned. We, we remarked about the pacing too, the pacing of how it was edited. Nice slow burn. Like I, real good. Exactly. Dude. I mean, I, I got, there was one point at the very beginning where I thought, man, this is a lot of Galadriel and I was fine with it, but I just thought, what are we going to break off? What is this going to look like? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I thought that we started flying around the map, you know, it, it, it began with a map. Yes. It began with a map. And this map is what is helping keep this story together as we go from the Southlands to West of the Anduin to Linden to you know, Valinor at times, all over, and yep. it, it feels like, in some weird way, that this is all happening in the same place. Everyone is aware of each other, and it, like, yeah, I felt very the opposite of that criticism. So, I, yeah, I, and I remember think, sitting there watching. At some points, I clapped. At some points, I said, "Oh my lord, what yep. is happening?" Yep. In terms of like, what are we witnessing right now? Like, we can't even fully take it in. And at other times, I, I literally said out loud to myself in the garage, I said, what are people finding wrong with this? I literally just said, there is nothing I can find. I would have to nitpick on stuff that I don't even really know about, which is what I'm thinking maybe people are doing. I couldn't find anything wrong, man. I, and I swear, maybe one of the most incredible lines I've experienced in Middle Earth was when we get that revelation at the end of episode one, we get that... Um, that like flashback to what Finrod yeah. said to Galadriel Dude. when he said, you have to, to know which light to go towards. You have to touch the darkness. Yeah, dude. It was, incre- it was incredible. And I just thought like, man, that is as deep as anything we've gotten in any of the other trilogies in any other part of middle earth, bro. And it was in the first episode 
Mm-hmm. No, I mean it was it was yeah, I, like there was on such a like that was a deep emotional level. We you you immediately we wondered how you're gonna like how are we the audience gonna connect to these characters or whatever? And you've got Galadriel dealing with the loss of her brother and yeah. then s- still on this quest. I it, yeah. it just hit on so many levels. I don't think yeah. people are, are realizing like we got to see Finrod. Gilgalad, yeah, you know, Urin, yeah. and so on. We got all these different characters, and it's just amazing. We're up at the ancient stronghold. I mean, we're up. We're seeing Sauron's mark. Yeah. We're, we're like, it's. I don't know, man. I, I do not. Again, it's it's crazy to me. They went to a spot where there isn't a whole like this. They, they go to the second age where there's just this big yeah. outline. And you yeah. can kind of play around with it and do these different things. And you've got the Southlands. You've got this stuff going on down there. I mean, yeah. the, okay, the, the mention to how, you know, when, when um, ah, gosh, you know, like, like we, have, we have Elrond, the, hel- the, the half-elven, right? So yeah. we, have, we have him, and then you have this, uh, we, they, they talk about in the histories how that hasn't always gone well when a, when yeah. a human and, a, and an elf get together. And then you've yeah. got... Uh, Talking about Arondir and Bronwyn, and Bronwyn that other yeah. elf. Yeah, who was like, you know, when they when you guys fall in love, it doesn't always end very well. Dude, Usually, it, tragically, exactly. someone dies. We we have and yeah. there's so many mysteries, so many question marks. By the end of episode two, yeah. you're asking like, what's in the box, right? I mean, who's who, yeah. right? Who's yeah. a stranger? Is I even mean, who's this? And why is he drawing G runes in the sand? Well, and, and listen, and on, listen here, on the trees. You've got to listen to the end of the episode because Rebecca Robney comes on later and starts talking about G chords and F oh chords. <laughs> And so on and stuff like that and things that are connecting on that level, right? So yeah. we're drawing a G rune, but we're also talking about a G chord shifting to an F. The G rune looks like an F. We're talking about get, you know what I'm saying? Like we're yeah. we're on a different level that I I don't really I, again it's it's mind blowing and I feel like I'm just rambling and stuttering here, but I just want to no. kind of get that energy out here in the front because we got I'm gonna I'm gonna take a back seat here in a little bit and we're gonna be talking to we're gonna let the let our guests come on here and, and let them Absolutely. share because we wanted to hear that. And I just think, I don't know, man. I there's so many things that even in this this full episode, you're going to get three hours worth. I think of of just us talking about this. We can't break it all down, and we're going to come back no. again with the Hobbit Hotline. Like, dude, it it's so good. Yes. I, I feel like you're really. I feel like if if you are out on this, you're. I don't know what you're nitpicking. I don't know what it is that you're you, – you, like, I, I feel like it's intentional. I feel like you went in – and yeah. so I don't know. I mean because As it's award-winning in, in my eye in, in, for, in two episodes right now. So Absolutely. I think like looking at the performances, I mean specifically, I think you have to go straight away to Morpeth Clark about how like just her depiction and performance as Gladriel is – it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like I, yeah. I, I, I say it later – I think in one of our conversations, but like I might someday five, 10 years from now, like think to myself, Oh yeah. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She was glad real too. Yeah. That's how impressive. So good. Morton Clark was, I think the same thing about, um, Robert Aramayo as Elrond. It, yeah. Captivating. I think I, the same thing about Owain, um, Arthur as Durin. I think about the same thing as Benjamin Walker as, as Gilgalad. I mean like these performers, like, Ishmael Cruz Cordova as Dude, a Rondier. Unreal. And unreal. And Nazanin Boniati as Bronwyn. And and uh the the um Tyro is his name Tyro Mo who played um who played Theo. I mean I was even yeah. Yeah. I was even sucked into his small character arc so far. And like something that, that blew me away. This is, may seem like a simple thing, but it just shows how everything is so well thought out and planned out. 
Yeah. The mice. The mice under the floor. Yeah. Turning out, ending up to being orcs tunneling under Mm -hmm. the Southlands to try and bring down these villages one by one. Mm -hmm. And this, just this, this well thought out, what you think initially is, all right, yeah, this is a kid talking about mice. This is boring. And what it ends up being is something so much more significant. I just felt like that was this entire um, experience with these first two episodes is like these little things like, like, like that, 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 um, that advice from uh, Finrod. Like I remember thinking at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, oh, of course, we're not going to hear it. Of course. Yeah. He's going to lean yeah. down and whisper to her and we're not going to hear what he says. That's clever. That's what a, what a great storytelling device. Yeah. And then to get that at the end and to show the importance of that being the, the thing that propels her off that boat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and seeing, it's amazing too. seeing all these, it's amazing how we've seen so many of these clips in the trailers, but how, we can start to kind of see them form as a narrative and how it doesn't ruin anything either. No, you know, you think no. a lot of times how, when you see a trailer, you see, we've all seen those movies where if you see the trailer, you've seen the movie and here it's like, we've seen the trailer. We've seen a lot of these scenes. If you, if you stopped and thought about the trailers, you know, going to the episode, you could probably piece some things together, but the way it's all laying out, it doesn't matter. We could have seen it or we could have never seen any of it. And it would be just as impactful and meaningful. And it's the way the, the performances, the cinematography, the direction, and the music yeah, all work together to create Middle Earth, man. I mean, I felt like we were, that was the thing that was uh, pervasive for me. I felt like we were plopped back into Middle Earth. Yeah. That was something that was undeniable. Like, I didn't feel like it was a Kmart version of Tolkien's no. world. I didn't feel like it was a made-for-TV special. Like, it was literally like we were put right back there. And yeah. Some of the elves have short hair. So what? It's amazing to me yep. that things that, you know, here, here's, I'll tell you this. Things that were jarring to me in The Hobbit, I think also happened in this, but they weren't jarring to me for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. And like, like little things like that, like, like hair length or designs of certain things. I was like, no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm into this world. Yeah. Yeah. I believe these characters. I believe what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. Well, I, I mean, this is, this is only making the world bigger to me, not smaller from the, from the get go. Sometimes when you get children actors in these things, you can be like, Oh, it's a, was it a little awkward or how was their acting? The young Galadriel mm-hmm. was, was yeah. unbelievable at the gate. So like, I'm like, yeah. wait, 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 hold yeah. on a second. I did, didn't even know we were going to get this. And so you're sitting <laughs> no. here going yeah. like, wait a second. So that was really good. Morphid Clark. I've, I've seen some people kind of talking about like, Oh, is her acting stiff or whatever? Like she's a ser- like, this is what? You, I dude, I'm telling you, people are not like her gazes. Go look at the, the eye contact and the stare oh, and, and the it, quivering of her eyes. Yeah. Like, it's entrancing. That, that's the kind of stuff though. That's on another level that I'm just like, yep. you guys are, I, I don't, I don't know what the, these actors will, will actually win awards. This is, good, this is an award winning production. Yep. Uh, yep. flat out. So I, I don't know. So it's just, it's just weird. I mean, I don't know what the deal is with, with, with folks on, on this. It's, it's sit back, relax and enjoy it because you're on a ride right now. There's mystery. You can theorize about stuff. It's yeah. absolutely stunning. The music yeah. was great. The acting is yeah. phenomenal. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. The, the acting is really good. Um, Cordova is so killing good. it. He's absolutely He's, he is killing, killing it. it, man. Favorite so, elf. He's my new favorite elf. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, I don't know, man. So it was just, it was so good. We talked later on in this episode about like the lighting, those tight shots, the music, yeah. as, as Lane said, like there, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this shot here with Elrond sitting down with Durin and there's backstory here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You actually, you, you actually introduced these two characters. Somebody was saying, well, these things don't all connect. Are you kidding? We just connected two like kingdoms through two right. characters and we developed backstory in, in, in less than like five, 10 minutes. Dude, I, I, I got to tell you what, man. Hey, to your credit, to your credit, all Kella Brimbor did, all Charles Edwards did was start talking, and I was sold. Oh, he's good. He he is a I was good sold. actor. Really good. I thought good. this is yes. this is a different interpretation of Kella Brimbor than I imagined, but I'm yep. in. Yeah, I'm buying it. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't this high Elvin Smith be like this polished, um, mm-hmm. ambitious, uh, larger than life kind of? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like well put together character. He wouldn't be this this dude who's sweating in the forge all the time. Maybe no. he's he's di- he's directing others to work the forges to meet his vision. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think that's yeah. a brilliant way of interpreting Celebrimbor. Like maybe part of the problem, maybe one of the reasons he's deceived is his pride. And if someone's down in the forge, they're pretty humble. But if someone's elevated from that status and they're instructing people on how to create these magnificent crap we can't even see it in that scene he's like i want to do so much more like the the smiths of the first age they made made things that were had never been made before what have i done i've done nothing and elrond mm-hmm. has to say you know no you've crafted these things that you know i've only been able to dream of as a kid and he goes it's not enough so we're seeing like this yeah. hubris being built up of maybe that's the downfall of Celebrimbor. he's not this he's not this like hands-on craftsman so much maybe as he is this director and he's almost forgotten what the forge feels like so i don't know like these these ways that they're creating these characters that is making us sort of i don't know what's happening as i mean i haven't felt this way about something i've watched or seen on tv or movies i'm not kidding since 2001 so Mm -hmm. 21 years i haven't felt that well okay since 2003 i take that back (laughs) since return of the king ended but I mean, it's just, it's doing things for me that I am, I feel like a kid again and it's, I'm so thankful. So just thank you, Payne and McKay. Thank you. All, all the actors and actresses who've taken part of this, all, all the creatives, the writers, everybody like, thank you for what you've given us. Cause in two episodes, you've already surpassed my wildest imaginations. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, 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 uh, it's great. It, it really yeah. is good. And, and the thing for, you know, if you are, I, I heard a lot of, uh, you know, the air quote Tolkien experts and so on who yeah. uh, talk on other shows and that's not us. That's not us at all here. So, no, no, um, no. and that's okay. We, we embrace that. We love that uh, about ourselves and we're just common Hobbit folk, Carfoot, you know, folk. Yep, uh, but, but like I've heard from them though, that yeah, there, this thing is, it's, it's littered and Lane and I know a little bit here and there, but like it's littered with lore and connections and, yeah. and places and locations and stuff. And there's text that you can decipher if you know how to decipher. I mean, it, it, that's that's so that's yeah. there for this huge massive fandom and at the same time very simply like my sister or your sister could step into this and watch absolutely right and, and, let, me, and let me just know what's going on it's let me break let me break this illusion of the expert in middle earth too guys all you have to do is be able to read and not even that you have to so. be able to listen you know, all you have to do is put in an audiobook or read the book yep. itself I, I went in i was like you know what for s's and giggles i'm gonna go read the Akalabeth today and just kind of see what I could pick up on ahead of the show. You know, a few pages just to kind of jog my, I've, I've started reading it several times. Yep. I've actually 
read it completely all the way through, but it was a while ago. And I thought, you know, why not? And, and reading about a um, mm. you know, sailing to Valinor and reaching, reaching it and the, the whole, the star of a and all this stuff. And then seeing Galadriel staring at that tapestry or tapestry yeah. of the ship sailing towards the star into yeah. the West. Yeah. And, and her connection to the light of a and how she gives Frodo the file of the light of a Right. You know, and to see that, okay, that's what this is. All you have to do is be able to go. You don't have to be a professor. You don't have to be someone who's just, who's read all his letters. All you have to do is it's literally it's literally just reading about someone's life and someone's creation. This whole illusion that, well, you can't understand it because, well, why? Mm-hmm. Anyone can access this stuff. And so yeah, let that yeah. be like freeing to you as well that like you can be a hobbit like us or you can go be an expert. You can do whatever you want. It's all your choice. And but the, like you said, the beautiful thing about the show is it it is in the same way the the original trilogy opened up the world to everyone. The show, and I was afraid that it might not be. I thought it. I thought there was a way they could go that would be much more like gatekeepery or whatever. Yeah. And it's not that way at all. It is accessible to all. And in my mind, I think why would it not be? If you made guys listen, if you're obsessed with literal translations, then you probably should never watch any movie ever again based on something else yeah, like some if you made a literal yeah if you made a literal adaptation of anything from the second age ain't nobody watching it no one would watch I, that dude i Corey Olsen wouldn't sit down and watch it because it would be boring as no. yeah so that's that's part of the beauty of of adapting something is you make it accessible yeah i guess is what yeah. we're trying to say but yeah i was blown away by everything the way it all worked together the pacing we talk about later and in, in, in later on in the episode the music the way everything informed everything else and you can just you sit back and you go yep all right we hate to be the guys who said we told you so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but we told you so We're like talking, when yeah, Payne and mckay yeah. released some of that early stuff about how they were fans and how they felt like frodo and sam embarking on a journey and how they proved their fandom by referencing things that were like okay wow hardcore fans people who are passionate about this stuff would know those things it set our minds to ease and i think that was rewarded today as mm-hmm. fans we, we you and i we talked about it we felt very rewarded and i think you can you can draw it all the way back to the two showrunners Payne and mckay and their love for tolkien and their yeah. willingness to do something that not many people would a be brave enough to do and b be cunning enough to pull off and they have at least in two episodes. I mean, we're judging a lot on just two episodes, but my God, if anything like the rest, it can only go up in my mind and it's already at such yeah. a high bar. So I'm yeah. amped as. Yeah, me too. Me too. And we, 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 I guess we, we got that out. I just wanted to quickly, you know, get, get our thoughts yeah. there for, just Heck for you yeah. guys. Cause I mean, the rest of this, I want you to hear, you know, Mike Charles is, is, is on, we got Bill Joe Baggins, yeah. uh, yeah. Cam Hansen, and then Rebecca Rovney. And it's just, it's good to hear all these different perspectives. And again, yeah. we've got different perspectives going on in our own Facebook group. So, so feel free yeah. to go check those out. There's, there's obviously different uh, opinions and they'll probably call in for the Hobbit hotline. I hope they do. I hope um, they do. Yeah, because because I'd yeah. love to hear what you know, what uh, what's what's the opposition. What are, what are people feeling that they didn't they didn't like? What didn't make sense or whatever you know, yeah. well, whatever yeah. their head you know, which is fine. So, but uh, yeah, friends, I guess hey, with that, uh, we're gonna just we're gonna dive right into the phone calls. That sound good? Absolutely, man. Hey, well, before we go though, let's let's yeah. hit them up with that Hobbit hotline number one more time. What is it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, uh, call us at seven four zero. Some some four zero. An unexpected. Uh, Let me build a bridge here because I, I don't know the number either. I got it. The hotline is going to be open Tuesday, guys. As in this coming Tuesday, as in September sixth, from eight thirty to ten thirty or eleven, whatever. We'll go as late as you guys need. Mm-hmm. Whenever, if you keep calling in, we'll keep answering calls. That's like right. this is. This is secretly a, a dream of me and Ez's too, by the way. Like we've always had this since we were kids. We've wanted to be the hosts of call-in of a call-in radio show. Yeah. So help, <laughs> if nothing else, help make this dream realized for us and talk Tolkien. And you know, you might have a problem with the show. You might have a problem with us or our takes. And we like legit, we are not going to make you feel stupid. We are no, not going to be upset no. with you. You could, t- you could call us the worst names imaginable. Believe us. It's happened before. Um, and we've dealt with it. We it, it won't hurt our feelings, and it's cool. Like we want to know what people are thinking about the show. Yeah. We don't want people to just come on here and agree with us. That would and, if they do, that's okay. But you don't have to, is what we're saying. Exactly. So, well, Lane, and, and, the, and the thing too, if you guys, if it feels like we're we're really strong, like op, like I mean, these are our, our true feelings on on what we felt they about are. it. And they are. you know, I feel like it's okay too. I've always said to express those because there's a lot of people expressing really strong opinions, and, and yeah. they, they have no problem exp- ex- expressing those strong opinions in the opposite no. direction. And the other way so and as that's okay let, you know what i mean like yeah, yeah it is and let me tell you i was really scared i was really scared that we were going to watch this and i was going to have to say i didn't enjoy this i was yeah. prepared for that yeah i was yeah. almost kind of expecting that and i was so blown away with what i saw and what i experienced that this is genuine i mean this is this is not because we have been talking about this for a long time it's not because we've been looking forward to this f- forward to this for a long time it's not because we have a Lord of the Rings podcast. This is, this is, I'd be saying this, whether Mm. you guys were listening to us or not. I mean, I just, I feel so excited by what we saw and happy for what we're going to see. So, but yeah. Um, yep. Tuesday, Tuesday, September 6th. Yes. And so, uh, you just feel free to call us in at, uh, seven, four, zero, two, six, three, seven, four, seven, three. That's the one. That's the one. Say that number again. Seven, four, oh, seven, four, oh, Two six three three seven four seven three. That's seven four zero two six three ring. Okay, give us a ring. Give Just us kidding, a ring. A ring. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Hobbit. Well, yeah, if you make it figure um, out what that does, if it spells anything cool, it'd be fun. But it's I don't close. Think it it's really close to ring, actually. I think. Oh, is it? That's funny. <laughs> it is. Um, uh, but yeah, we we can't wait to talk to you guys. We hope you enjoy the conversations we have with our friends, and honestly, we hope you get to sit down and watch the episodes this weekend. And we hope it's enjoyable in some in some aspect. And if it's not, hopefully that gives you some clarity too. Like maybe you know this is just not going to be the kind of yeah, kind of show sure. that, you, that you want. And that's okay too. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I honestly I had moments like that with the Hobbit where I was like, I don't know. But you know, the amazing thing is, the more I've come around to the Hobbit, the more I've enjoyed the trilogy. And so yeah. there's always yeah. that that uh, possibility too. But True. I just feel like there's so many positives. It's hard to get hung up on anything. I don't know. It's yeah. just beautiful, man. It's beautifully done. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Well, hey, let's let's take a few phone calls here. Let's uh, let's uh, let's zip right on over here to Bill Joe Baggins and Mike Charles. And there he is. Who is it? Who are we talking to? This is Boromir <laughs> Bill Joe. Bill Joe Baggins at your service. How are you? How are you able to speak right now, my friend? Uh, 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 I. I... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh! Right, right. What, what do we even say, man? Gandalf, for one. 
I mean, wow. So we, you, we, saw we, the, you, you saw the G rune, right? The the what? The G rune. Oh, carved into the bark and and the the shape that he was drawing. Yes, okay, yes. I didn't realize that was what it was, but now that you say that, it's a G rune. And then also the whispering to the bugs. Does that remind you of anything? Quiet, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a bit bad, Radagast, but. <laughs> you, okay, just, just give me initial because you just finished, right? Probably did you just finish? Uh, yeah, just a little bit ago. Okay, what what like what are you feeling right now? Um, a lifelong fan, like what are you feeling? How are you processing? What's standing out to you? I just so I love the the depiction of this created universe from a perspective of 2022 and the difference that that makes mm. like wow there is a very interesting focus on racism and racist mindsets when you think like okay when you were talking about a couple episodes ago with um the uh Ishmael the actor who Bruce plays Oliver. yes Over yeah here. Yes. Like that story is beautiful, but then you yeah. also see, okay, he experiences racism because the city of men that he had sworn to protect, they hate him. They just hate yeah. his guts. Yeah. And then yeah. just sort of the the it's, tension between dwarves and elves and just oh man. His character, like, it's its so funny that, like, um, Ishmael Cruz Cordova shared that about his own personal history because it sounds like, in a way, like his, his character, same arc. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The pointies, right? I mean, like, it's its just incredible. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, the Harfoots. How do you feel about the Harfoots? Oh, man. I, I, I just, you see the beginnings. Yeah. Of what later becomes a more evolved race of hobbits. But you still see the similarities. Like, oh, man. Is it the perfect de-evolution you've ever seen? It is. It really is. Mm. Of just, like, a focus on music. Like, just even this. Even the the shapes of their, like, pop-up tents, man. Yes, like little hobbit holes, and they like do. The emphasis on food and like the discovery of berries and the, the 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 like the oh my gosh the relationship between Poppy and Nori is unreal. Like I'm getting major Sam and Frodo vibes. I'm getting major Mary Pippin vibes. Like oh yeah, the, the humor. I don't speak Firefly. Yes, I yes. don't speak Firefly. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's astounding. Like the way they've ate. I, I cannot believe. I can't. I can't believe the chemistry, man. I cannot believe the chemistry, and that's like throughout the entire those first two episodes we've seen. Whether it's from Finrod and Young Galadriel, or Halbrand and Modern Day Galadriel, and or Poppy and Nori, or Arondir and Bronwyn, or Theo, and yes. anyone. Like it's just it's. Unbel- and it's like Elrond and Durin, that relationship, 
Like, I, I didn't think, oh, my gosh, this is so forced. I was literally in the middle of a relationship. I got plopped in the middle of a relationship, and I thought, wow, I buy this. And you know what it reminded me of? I texted Ez. I was like, dude, this is when we got back together. You missed my no. I've yeah. got kids, man. Like, that's what, that's what it felt. It felt was so real. I was like, I bought it. And, right. like, Disa is, Disa is, like, obsessed with Elrond. And, like, the kids are happy he's there. And, and it's this, oh, my gosh, man. Okay. It's funny that you say that because that, that scene with, uh, with Disa, the biggest thing that I thought of during that is, like, this is the perfect depiction of how our spouses bring out the best in us. Of like, 100%. like, 100%. oh, he couldn't get past his bitterness, his Probably. anger, yeah. like wanting yeah. to hold that grudge. And Jesus, like, the important thing is he's here's now, like he came mm-hmm. back, right? And wow. yeah, that sucks. And like, even the fact that like he's like, are you sure? And Doran's like, no. And I'm still mad, but I'm willing to hear you out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, dude. So, so I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I got to ask, like, for, are you fulfilled? Do you fulfill, feel fulfilled from that as a premiere? Oh, my gosh, yes. I just, I, I feel fulfilled, but wait in anxious anticipation. Yeah. Yeah, and this is gonna make a week. these are going to make weeks feel real long. I got to tell you, yeah. episodes like that are going to make weeks feel oh, like months, man. Yeah, the hype it has lived up to the hype and then some. Yeah, yeah. Like, but also like this is a really cool thing Annalise had pointed out of like, this is going to be our lives for the next five years. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. I will be like in my late thirties. I'll be. 38 when this series commences like what will my life be like when i am 38 it doesn't matter i'll still be watching this show (laughs) joe i just hope that they have something planned for our midlife crisis because we're gonna need it we're gonna need something yeah to follow up for our midlife crisis because if not we're gonna buy a lot of sports cars we're gonna get in some huge debt we might buy a second home somewhere we can't afford because this in New Zealand, in New Zealand. How about that too? Did you feel just totally plopped into middle? And how about the use of maps? I mean, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, uh, I really want to go back and find like an old middle earth map from more like the first and second age. Um, that shows like, because you, obviously, like by the time the third age rolls around, like you don't have Numenor, yeah, and right. yep. I know we only got like a very brief, like, uh, what uh, wedding, the whistle. What, I, I'm I'm lost for words <laughs> of the Numenorians, yeah, right. but you want to hear something beautiful that I I made this connection and I'm pretty proud of. So. Um. Uh, why am I blanking on Galadriel's brother's name? Uh, Finrod. Yes, 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 yes. The quote that he has initially, mm. he talks, or I'm sorry, that's another point I was making. The very beginning, they talk about the difference between 
floating yeah. and sailing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, at near the end of episode two, they're stranded and floating, like wow. Galadriel and Halbrand, and at the very end, you see what I'm guessing is a ship from Numenor mm. sailing to them mm-hmm. wow. of like this really cool parallel that like yep. that initial scene almost kind of foreshadows. Son of a gun, Bill wow. Joe. Oh my. Wow, Bill Joe. <laughs> wow. Well, that's amazing. Wow. That is, and and maybe that's wow. why these first two episodes were put in theaters, right? As a film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of that, of that uh, continuity and that, parallel and that full circleism yeah a hundred percent man yeah yeah that's good that's good stuff hey let's uh let's let's bring old mike charles in here real quick guys. Let's bring Bor- yeah mike Boromir. Let, me here. let me see here okay i think we've got a three or four way going on in here right now <laughs> Woo! what did i walk into yeah what, hey, did, hey! You, what did you walk into <laughs> Mike, I just gotta ask you because Bill Joe fittingly texted me. He said, "How many? How, how brown is your pants?" And I said, "So brown." He said, "How many times did you need to change your pants? Are you in the same pants that you started the show in?" Somehow, somehow I am. somehow, but you, you need to change, right? Yeah. Mike, what what is going through your mind? What were your takeaways? Tell us your like initial reaction and response to what we just saw. So, okay. So I just, I only had time for the first episode. Oh, um, geez. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. So no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. So, but with that, I mean, just wow. Like I was very, I was cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like leading up to this, like, like a lot of people probably were. And you're no but, longer cautious, right? I don't think so. I think that, yeah. that, that first episode really just kind of helped. Um, I mean, first of all, just like the production quality. I mean, just yeah. wow. I mean, this is like movie quality. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Stuff. Um, I mean, everything, like every, every actor that we saw was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think that they captured the essence of the characters that we already know that we've yeah. seen on screen. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were trying to like make them something that they were or try to, yeah. you know, twist something new into it. But I, I mean, I, I was blown away. I, I really, really enjoyed it. How many awards is Morpheth Clark going to win? <laughs> oh, all how, of them. How yes. do you, how do you, how do you live in the shadow of Kate Blanchett and then say, now nah, I'm the sun, actually? Yeah. I'm actually yeah. the sun. I don't, I don't even feel a shadow. Like she has, she's a, like, I'm going to, I I have a fear. I have a fear guys that in five years I will look back and go, Kate Blanchett was, Oh, that's right. Yeah. She played Galadriel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like she is captivating as Galadriel. Is she not? She is. Mm -hmm. And I also thought like I would be thrown by this guy playing uh, Elrond. I thought Elrond. that Robert oh. Arameo, I would I would be like, I don't know. He's just he's no Hugo. So this good. dude is blowing me away. Okay. Funny story about him. So he's in he's in this yes. is he, he in Game of Thrones, right? Stark and he yes. is young Sean Bean. He is young Sean off. Bean. I saw the same wow. thing. Wow. He pulls off an exact 
young Elrond too. It's it's amazing. Uh, so yeah, so that that's freaky too, right? And then you've right. got I'm trying to think of like characters you you have seen, Mike, because I'm like the, the the problem too is episodes one and two are blending together. They are melting okay. together for me. Yes, mm-hmm. and they're that yeah. well done. And I, I have a I have a a strong feeling this season is going to feel like that. It's going to feel like one big. Okay. So I want to ask you because you and me, man, you and me, I remember sitting in youth group with you, Mike, and -hmm. looking over maps that we had both created for our own little, (laughs) our own little fairy tales, right? That we were so inspired by Lord of the Rings that we thought, Hey, let's have our hand at it. We're still working on ours. Okay. And you know what? It took Tolkien a while too. All right. Yeah. But but we sat there and looked at these, each other's maps that we had created the use of like i know it's just a it's a it's a small thing but for for me it we thought there was going to be a lot of like time jumps right and Mm -hmm. i think we were wrong about that i think the prologue was early and i think we're pretty much set where we are we are we are focused in on this time where what sauron has gone and done is going to be a mystery but he's back right he has been working behind the scenes and we're not again we're not going to see that so much i don't think as much as we thought we might have, like we're not going to see him going to the east. We're not going to see him evading his his uh, reconciliation with the Eldar. Like that's not going to happen, right? He is right. he's already done his deed. The the whispers are being heard louder and louder. The orcs are multiplying. Like his mark is everywhere, and Galadriel's like seems to be the only one who's aware of it. So I think that we're just we're we're going to be set in this time. And but but what we have instead of these time jumps is the use of the map to get us from. These great distances, like how how was that? Did you feel like it was perfectly used, or did you have any qualms with it? The map usage. I I love the way they did it. It was it took me a second. It was kind of disorienting when it was like kind of like turning. If that makes sense. Yes. And not yeah, yeah, yeah. Staying north up. If that makes yes, sense. Yes. Yes. But once I got used to it, like it, I I thought it was perfect. I don't know. Of any other way, like any other better way, you, they could you couldn't have done do it. it any other way, could you? No. Like especially yeah. in the show format, and I think I think it's probably I, I, you know what I think it also it's similar to from what I remember, like the intro to Game of Thrones, right, where you see all the mm-hmm. the regions, and that's kind of the the main title theme. But to yeah. me, I'm like, oh my gosh, it works so perfectly for Middle Earth. Maybe because of the precedent of Peter Jackson, right? Like you think about Two Towers, how the prologue kind of happens in the middle of the film, and it's mm-hmm. all rangers of athelion like talking about what is happening where because peter jackson realized hey we need to show kind of like we're right, so when spread out using the map in the cave using yeah. the map in the caves and yeah. i think it's kind of a an evolution of that where we're able to jump these great distances yet not feel like disoriented at all mm-hmm. wow yeah and and another thing that i kind of appreciated about that too is that Obviously, Tolkien spent so much time writing all this stuff, but he also spent so much time creating all these maps. And yeah. I like that the show's honoring and showing, you know, his work that he did on that too. Preach, mm-hmm. preach, bro. So <laughs> I just, so I just, it's so funny because we've been talking about these trolls, right? We've been talking about these haters out here, and I'm yep. sure they're still going to persist. But oh, the yeah. first thing I said to Ez was, I was like, "Man, I hate to be those guys. I hate to be those guys." Yep. Who say it? But we told you so. Like, uh, yeah. and and you hit on it. You hit on it there. Like the fact that these two guys, who had this vision for this show, were fans. They were fans of the books. They were oh, yeah. fans of the films. They were they were diehard Tolkien enthusiasts. And I think like, 
if nothing else, you watch those two episodes and you think, my lord, that comes through so clearly. Oh, yeah. And like Galadriel's dagger into the head of the snow troll, those <laughs> trolls are silenced. Wow. I loved, the far- I loved the farting sound we got, too. I've never heard a head fart before, but man, I, I swear <laughs> to God, I heard a fart. Just a big old dwarven fart coming out of the head of a snow troll, and I loved it, man. I was like, excuse me? Gladriel, who was that? Was that the troll, or what was going on here? Oh, my gosh. What do you guys so, want to say? I don't know what to say, so I just I need to hear you guys. So this is a really interesting thing. Um, the focus for the first time because you don't really get to see this except for kind of the very end of return of the king the focus on familial units so like with with nori and like her parents and her younger sister with like married couples or just couples in general with like um bronwyn and the ron deer Yes, Arondir, yeah. with, you know, even, like, Giza and um, Durin and yeah. their kids. Yeah. Like, to see, hmm. and I think that's really going to play into, like, as, like, the rise of Sauron becomes more prominent, seeing how that affects these families that you see that are hmm. currently established, you're kind of going to see why establishing that family, that happiness, what eventually happens is going to be that much more devastating because you're invested. Wow. You see There's, these familial wow. bonds. They're setting us up for heartbreak is what you're saying. Exactly. You see it all the time yeah. in movies. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that's like basically Galadriel's main drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's to redeem her. Yeah, like to avenge her, her brother. Mm-hmm. Man. Fellas, and uh, so Joe, not to be, only because I've been swimming in the soup so much, right, that I'm yeah. able to remember the name of Ron Deer, right, for instance. Yes. But uh, to your point, I don't think it – like I watched that and there were some – I was thinking like, what's that character saying? What, yeah. what is this place called? And it didn't even matter. And that took me back to being a, a 13-year-old boy sitting mm-hmm. in the theaters watching The Fellowship of the Ring and thinking, I thought his name was Aragon. I didn't know his name was Aragorn because I was just hearing the accent, right? And it didn't freaking matter, boys. It didn't yeah, it, matter no, it because the story was so beautiful and the characters were so convincing that I thought, I'll learn their names later. I don't yep. really care, right? Yep. Like, and For instance, like I, th- this is hilarious. When, when Gandalf says he's left you bag end, Sarah thinks this is the funniest thing in the world. As a little 13-year-old boy, I thought he said he's left you a baguette. And I thought, wow, <laughs> what a cheap-ass yes. uncle, leaving him a, a roll of bread, that's it. So, like, these things that I'm, – I'm just thinking about kids watching this because uh, legit, like, I don't – like, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds could have watched this. There was, was no, there was no, like, Game of Thrones type of incest or or just straight-up pornography. Like, there was none of that in these, in these first two episodes. And, and so I think yeah. – like, oh, sorry. Like, no, I'm just thinking like kids could watch this and be taken, swept oh. away into the same kind of, oh my gosh, yeah. same, hey, like amazement. Yeah. I mean, there there was that whole, you know, de-armoring situation <laughs> that felt <laughs> really, I mean, were they not? I mean, That's true. 
entering the veil. I was thinking <laughs> undergarment when it got wet was a little revealing. Maybe yeah, that's but... where the intimacy coordinator had to come in and, and say, okay, Morpheth, we got to make sure that, you know, yeah, like... nothing happens and, and, you know, let's keep it G-rated. It was just, know, it was, know. they all were stripping at the same time on that boat. They were I all thought. taking clothes off. That was the intimacy. Yeah, that was, that 100%. was, in, that was, that, that I, I literally said, I literally said what it was going on. I was like, I, that was the most intimate thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, honest to God, I was just like, this is, this is purity, right? I mean, you're going back to. Before you enter Valinor, you get naked. Yeah. Like, that's I, the, that's the deal. But also, the significance of that, like, the stripping yeah. off of the armor, the, the armor. Yes, like, sir. removal of the weapons, like. Yeah. Your work is done. Your yeah. toil is over. Preach it, son. Now you reap the benefits of that. Come on even home. If they, even if they did get naked, if you think about that, that's like a rebirth. You oh, enter yeah. the world yeah. with nothing on. You go back to the motherland or, your, you know, like the, the promised land with nothing on. Well, and that's exactly what the kids were wearing in the opening scene. That's, oh Just the very God. basic, Joe, like, yeah. kind of gowns. Yep. Yep. Your underwear. That's all you need is your underwear. I've often said it. Yep. Wow, Amen. fellas. I mean, yeah. What, what other thoughts do you guys have? I mean, it's just, it's just, hey, this is incredible. Let me jump in real quick and ask a, ask, ask yeah, a question. Get here, in here, baby. I'm, I'm seeing, yep. you know how those trolls like to run out there on the internet and, and, and post stuff, right? You know, what are people saying? As so, like, I can't, I, my, as my thought before, real quick, before you tell us the troll, the speak yeah, for the trolls, yeah. my thought was watching to, to speak to what you're about to say. I was literally watching this thinking, what do they have? How could they say anything? Well, I mean, I, they, we are as invested in this as anybody, and I, I watched that, and I thought, I can't – I mean, I'd have to nitpick, man. I would have to nitpick to look at that and go, well, that w- I wouldn't really do it that way. I mean, it was perfection in my mind. Right. So, I mean, for example, I mean, one of the trolls just going on Twitter, you type in Rings of Power, you know, you, you, you look around, and we got yeah, – yeah. So, uh, Rings of Power, the prettiest CW show ever. All right, and then oh we've also gosh. got what? Uh, the, I know, right? Crazy. This is uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the CGI feels inconsistent at times, and sometimes doesn't work. What? Uh, the, the scene where Elrond is on the elevator in mind uh, feels like Star Wars prequels. Obviously, a green what? screen involved. I, it's crazy. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. It's crazy, dude. You never. I mean, the trolls. I mean, again, they're not going to. They don't. They Man, they're not going to quit. They 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 have deified Lord of the Rings to to a fault. They have they have thought that like, and it is to me it's untouched. The trilogy is so untouchable, my, right? Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess I guess my question is, you know, so I mean, some of the things you know, people always want to go to the CGI, and I think it's an easy thing to kind of you know, ah, CGI looks. I, did you guys notice anything about the CGI that no. was? No, like, so here's the one thing that I will say, and I don't even think that this detracts from it. So in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films, yeah. they have the miniatures of the cities, yeah. like yes. Rohan, yeah. like Gondor. What it appears is they use the actual landscapes of New Zealand and then add, yeah. I mean, a very convincing-looking cgi city into those landscapes yeah yeah so that's the only thing that i could say and again i don't think it detracted from the experience and this i this will is not a spoiler i swear for mike but there's stuff in episode two that i'm thinking okay 
when we wondered what it would have looked like for a Guillermo del Toro Hobbit series, wow, stuff in the second episode, it was like, this is what it would have looked like. Wow, dude. That's a great point. Right. Even, yeah. even down even down to the, and I'm just going to call him the intruder, the intruder that we see at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was 100%, thinking. 100%. 100%. And how that I, I I so often forget that he was going to direct those films and that right? it would have been a totally different yet complimentary film. That's the thing as I think like people nitpicking on the CGI. I mean, I guess they must have a better eye than me. No, 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 they don't. Lane, it's jealousy. There's something else. It's, it's something else. There, it, 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 it is it, something to put. Like there it, are tunnels because, under mean, our city. I'm, I'm yeah. looking at this and there's there's other people out here like my the, this one right here. Um, my God, this is a gorgeous show. I mean, I've seen that numerous, numerous uh, times, dude. and then you have people who are like the CG, like this, the the CGI is awful, and you're like, wait, what I are you talking about, hey, guys? I'm I'm not, I am a little bit of a connoisseur in 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 this in terms of just watching different shows, and I'll tell yeah. you right now, this is spectacular. There is no drop in terms of like none. quality or whatever where people talk about, you know, uh, I don't know, Star Wars or whatever, whatever it is that you, that you want to talk about. There is literally zero drop in this, and that's the whole yeah. point. That's that, yeah. that is that they said we can't it can't look that like they, you, you can't come out and do that. That would be something people would try to nitpick at. And I think people go yeah. to CGI because they're like, oh, nobody really knows. Technically, yeah. it's, it's real subjective or whatever. And that's yeah. why they go yeah. to that because it, it's weak sauce, in my opinion. I, I would even I would venture to argue that there's a lot of stuff that they're probably thinking is CGI that isn't even CGI. I think some of it goes back to what we talked yeah, about with yeah. the advancements in cameras and just the, oh, yeah. I, not not many people have gone to New Zealand. Like not many people live in New Zealand. Yeah. The majority of the world hasn't hasn't seen New Zealand with your own eyes. And when you've seen it with your own eyes, I told you, I told you, as I mean, and I told I told all you guys when I was in New Zealand, I would sit there and think, is this real? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is this real like i would look at landscapes and think my god i don't know that this is it's like we said last episode jimmy jimmy o'connor turned it into a freaking uh a a meme right like the closest you can get to the afterlife without dying Mm -hmm. yeah yep it's true like there's so much stuff that you could just go and take an iphone and film in new zealand and show your friends and your and your friends would go that doesn't even look real man and I think mm-hmm. that, that I don't know, maybe maybe in that sense, it's the perfect backdrop for CGI because it fits in seamlessly. Like I couldn't yeah. if I was an alien and you showed me the show, I would go, wow, that all really happened, huh? Yeah. It was it was astounding to me. Like I didn't see any kind of talking about the drop. I didn't see anything, man. No. And in terms nope. of like it meshing perfectly, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess you could go in there and be really. I mean, scrutinize a little bit, but I I, I couldn't do it, man. No, Maybe I, I was swept up in the story too much, or just the 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 way that it was. Even I even felt like the way it was edited, the way it was paced, was was yeah. incredible. Was great. It, yeah, I wasn't bored. I never once felt there was a little bit at the beginning where I thought, okay, this is a lot of Galadriel, but then very quickly we moved on to these other characters and these other storylines, and I thought, wow, the balancing it went from being very like. And it's fine that it was Galadriel centric, but I just thought, like, how are we just going to stay with her the whole time? And then it mm-hmm. went away, and then it kept going back to her. And the way it balanced and played off that over the two episodes, yeah, I was blown away. I was, I thought, my gosh, like this is, this is going to be like a masterclass in how to, how to balance multiple characters spread out through incredible distances 
in a film or TV series. Like it's just so the editing. I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot is the way stuff is edited together. Cause you could film stuff and it could be beautiful and acting performances would be perfect. And your CGI could be flawless, but if it's edited poorly, it won't work. And the way this was paced and balanced, it felt, uh, it felt, I forgot I was watching a TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was a movie. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was, flat it, it was out, like movie. Quality. 100. Yes, it was. Yes. It so, was. On the note of editing, there were a couple sequences, and I think they were both in the first episode, but the as you see the quote-unquote shooting star, yeah. the like moment that it drops to the ground is the moment that Galadriel jumps into the water. Yes. Yes. And like the timing of that, there's a similar one, and stop me if what happens to Nori's father is in the second episode. Was that it's, in the first? It is in the second episode, okay. yeah. But there's a thing that happens there with what happens with the stranger. And Uh it's a similar sort of like the simultaneous like parallel that they just edit so perfectly. Yes. Yeah. 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 There there was a lot of those things, like like little things that happened that were kind of um, just just the way they were lining up the different regions. They felt connected yeah. because of similar actions and things that were taking yeah. place. I mean, that, yeah. that, that was, I think, hard to do, and I was worried, you know, as you bounce around. It, it felt vast, right? You used the map, as you guys talked about with Mike there, and, but yet it still was super connected. These storylines mm. are all kind of working together. Galadriel is talking about the very thing that the Southlands are, are dealing with, and then the, mm. the sort of ignorance that is going on in, in Linden. I, ignorance is probably not the right word, but uh, – Denial, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe is a better yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, denial. Uh, yeah, so almost. yeah, it just it felt really, you know, connected because of those things, like like Joe's talking about these things that happened that were that were editing decisions or or just were you know um, the director decided to put it together this way. You know, it's just it's really cool. Yeah, it almost feels like these characters too, without having met each other. Like you can either you can either we can either see where it's going, right? That they're driving towards a, a greater connection. Or it just feels like they're connected already. Like this, this destiny is working through all of them. It's it, yeah, like you said, it's unreal how this distance doesn't even factor into any of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, yeah. it's a very, um, it's a very uh, uh, cohesive storyline mm-hmm. so far. Though it's spread out over all these different yeah. vast distances. So yeah. real quick, I mean, to, j- just to get my bearing straight, like the Harfoots are are, are what are they? Are they? They 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 reference the um the Anduin the Anduin right yeah and west of the Anduin west yep. of okay Ma- yeah. making their way west towards towards Aragian I I would assume or yeah. towards you know Eriador I mean Eriador right, the right. the region where they're gonna find the Shire yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah and and they're, and they're traveling <laughs> looking for looking for a whole like a settling down you know home situation I mean that was yeah yeah Mike what did so you good. think of the Harfoots what did you think of the, the Harfoots Mike I like them. It was a different take, like just different, you know, different hobbits that we've seen. I, I, I really like the way that they, they did everything with them. Just kind of have kind of that, you know, hide from, you know, people that are passing by and, yes, you know, their, yes. their little village and everything. I, I thought it was really, really well done. I almost feel like they, they showed something that the trilogy failed to. In that scene where the two, like, um, travelers with the antlers are walking yeah. by. And they literally were there the whole time. The Harfoots were there the whole time and just popped out. Yes, sir. It made me think of that line where Tolkien talks about bumbling big folk walking 
you know, right over them without even realizing. And the hob- to, to paraphrase, that the hobbits were there yeah. the whole time and scurried into yeah. their holes, and the 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 dumb big folk didn't even know they were there. It's almost <laughs> like they took that line and thought, "We're going to show the origins of that." Exactly. And they did it so perfectly. Like that that intro to the because I, I originally I thought that those travelers were also going to be Harfoots because I saw that the, okay. the, in one of these trailers or, or things we we saw those two also with the Harfoots and I thought wow okay that's interesting that doesn't seem like a like a Hobbit type of like dress or and, you know like where did they get the antlers or anything like that and then to see that it was literally showing these two characters their whole purpose was to show how hidden they were. And the origins of of hobbits being so right under your nose without even knowing it, I thought was just unreal, unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I want to get your guys' thoughts too, just on the um, like like the friendship between. So, because right after the Harfoot scene, where you have all the stuff going on, and Lane, one thing that you've you've said a lot of times, like the close up shots that they did, right? So when they're oh picking my gosh, berries. Dude. Dude, well, I mean, yep. we can. By the way, guys, we could probably spend six hours talking about these first two episodes because there's so many different things in there. But like, yeah. it's 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 literally so good. But the the friendship between Galadriel and Elrond, which is right yeah. up after the Harfoots. What did you guys think about that? I mean, Joe, we can start with you, man. Well, so I love that, and I mean, I love this focus because you really don't. So in the, the Lord of the Rings movies, you see what that eventually turns into after, like, some really crazy, intense trials and suffering. But one thing that I loved to see is how the actors that play Galadriel and um, Elrond kind of try to imitate some of the mannerisms of Kate Blanchett and Hugo Weaving mm. without trying to so blatantly imitate them that they're not adding their own twist on the character. Yeah. But like, especially the way that they speak, yeah. you can kind of see and just small little yeah. mannerisms here and there. I I was just like, wow, this is really interesting because again, kind of like Lane was saying earlier, you're like, okay, I can see kind of little connections here and there between these people portraying these characters and the actors, you know, 20 some years ago that portrayed Mm -hmm. the older versions of them Mm -hmm. to kind of see this almost as peers, Mm -hmm. this um, relationship between Elrond and Galadriel, and even just kind of seeing their own separate ways of trying to build a better middle earth. Whereas Galadriel yeah. takes the offensive in a very sort of like soldier sort of way, whereas Elrond goes about it more diplomatically, yeah, tries to build yeah. relationships with the dwarves. Like, it's really interesting to see those initial building blocks of yeah. their characters and how it later transforms into what we see in the Peter Jackson movies. We're seeing them before they've risen to power. Like we're seeing them exactly. as before they've been elected. And it's like it, it, the the thing that it does for for elves that for me has always been missing is it humanizes them. It doesn't. Yeah. It? Like it almost makes them kind of like. And well, I guess Elrond technically is half human, right? But I mean, like it makes them feel more like more relatable, 
more like people as opposed to these like bizarro ethereal angelic beings which can be kind of hard to relate to so i think that it's naturally it naturally works for the story obviously but it also works for us in terms of like okay galadriel's pretty relatable elrond i can understand elrond like it makes them makes us cheer for them that much more because we can understand kind of motivations or like their current situation yeah yeah (laughs) ah guys i i I am so the the order in which we are recording this this particular episode is interesting because Lane and I will be giving our, our thoughts at the front of the show. We we haven't even talked yet. We, we haven't, we even, haven't talked even yet. Like, <laughs> I, I want can't you process, to... fellas. Fellas, I can't process I, what I've seen, man. It's all over the place. I mean, it's just it's like it's yeah, I, it's 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 perfect. It's great. It's amazing. And and yeah, like I can't. Um, I'm I'm actually as I'm settling in here reading some some thoughts, uh, from other folks. I cannot wait to come out on fire at the beginning of this episode. I'm glad you guys have said what you've said and that you're seeing, you know, again, there's, there'll be criticism. There'll be things to say or whatever, but I mean, I don't know. Like they did so much work on these first two episodes. Like that was the history. The history of this was that they had them in the can. They went back, they worked on them again. They, you know, like this was it. This was your launch into this and they're all tied up really well. Like there's a lot of real good connections and it doesn't feel too all over the place. I, I don't know. And these two, these these two, I believe, were shot. I mean, I don't know exactly how they filmed everything, but these two, from everything that we kind of like read as they put it out, these were shot before pandemic happened. Uh, like these these were kind of settled and finished, and it was these that got like Jay Bayona. They were like, "Hey, you want to be an executive producer?" He was like, "Absolutely." Like <laughs> they they saw him, they saw what he could do, and they were like, "Let's have you on long term." in a greater capacity hmm. and like this makes me want to go watch more jay bayona stuff i mean it makes yeah. me want to see all of these like i want to go watch more fifth clark's earlier stuff the the, the saint mod or whatever thing that she's done hmm. like it just it makes me so interested in because i feel like the performances were so good like yeah. I, I can't get over in the dynamic like you were talking about the dynamic as of elrond Galadriel like it was just so believable and yeah. we even got glimpses of that in those trailers that were released right where mm. Elrond the, the line where they meet in London and he's like you know I as leader of the of the northern armies I have expected you to show up you know caked in mud and she says troll blood and frostbite you know and it's like mm. wow that felt like Galadriel that felt like Elrond it was just yeah unreal yeah can I just take a quick moment also to highlight the screenwriting, like the dialogue. Yeah. Please like R and Deer there. Now that I remember his name, um, <laughs> the two quotes that I think I will, will just stick in my mind for the next week until I have something more to chew on. The beauty has great power to heal the soul. Wow. And then the past is with us all, whether yeah. we like it or not. Not, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, he was he was incredible, man. <laughs> I mean, like, he was un unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it's so cool too to hear his story about how he had dreamed of being an elf and to see yeah. him just knock it out of the park. I mean, yeah, he was really good, really good. I think I'm most invested in his story right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're your team around here. Uh Mike, who would you if you had to pick one character that you're just like I mean, I know there's no Boromir's, 
But if you have to pick one where you're like, all right, I'm team so-and-so, or I'm, I'm looking forward to this arc of this journey, who would you pick right now after seeing like one episode? I got to say Elrond. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You're in for a treat for episode two then. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I, I can't um, wait to talk to you after episode two, Mike. I mean, like, it's just, oh my gosh. I know. I feel bad now. I didn't get a chance to finish that. Uh, no, no, no. We were talking about, we, we, the plans were to talk about episode one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did okay. what you were supposed to do, my friend. I mean, that's like, okay. that's exactly well, right. if I may, I have one thing that really kind of please me. Please. Um, so, and you guys, you guys may have talked about this already, but. So the whole thing of Galadriel's brother, Finrod, dying mm-hmm. and her, you know, her mission to, you know, re- avenge him and everything. I wonder if she is kind of misguided because she doesn't know why he died. Oh, the whole truth oh. of why he died, because as we know, Finrod some, helped some Aaron steal a Silmaril. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And Sauron's wolves, you know, he turned the wolves on him, and, and they killed him. And when you see him laying there, he has scratches all like over Like a him. wolf scratch. Oh, yeah. my. And I wonder if Lord. they are going to build towards that, Yeah. you know, with the Silmarils and with Baron and Luthien. And, yeah. you know, okay, maybe so she doesn't, because she doesn't know that yet. She doesn't know why he died. Mike, do you think, I mean, obviously I've seen the first episode, uh, and then once you see the second one, I think, like, these guys are going to be able to do whatever, like, Payne and McKay specifically, are going to be able to do whatever they want for as mm-hmm. long as they want. Um, do you, th- okay, so how did you feel about, because I was sort of, let me, let me, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> sticklebats, the, uh, the whole rumor at the very beginning for months now was that that first episode the entire entirety of the first episode was going to be a prologue. Turns out not the case, right? We got a prologue for maybe, I thought it was brilliant to us telling as like, we literally got a prologue and then we got concerning hobbits all over again. Yeah. 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 They literally went back to the fellowship and said, yeah, this is a good formula. formula. Let's tell the past. past, And then let's go back to the, to the the hobbits. And and that's the order it has to go. But um, what did you think about the prologue not being that long? Like in, in terms of the whole episode, it was it was 15 minutes, and we didn't see everything in the first stage. Almost like they were thinking, we're going to show that in a show or a movie someday down the line. I I, was, I personally was kind of hoping for a little bit more of that, but I think yeah. the way that they showed it and kind of recapped it worked pretty well, especially with, with the giant shadow of Morgoth. I just connect, you know, just to kind of to show his just the oh, what do I want to say? Just the impact he had on everything. I thought yes. that they did that pretty well. Um, but no, I think overall they, they recapped it as, as good as they could have. And they also yeah, left a lot to be explored later on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. yeah. yeah. Man. Wow. Well, uh, hey, uh, just real quick. It was, uh, we got a little echo going on in here. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I didn't know if I was just the only one hearing that. Nah, or I think that it was real. <laughs> Joe, I hate to say, Joe's over there hit the, hit the rye whiskey tonight. So this, so. we're in the halls of Mandos, and the beer is flowing like wine. Oh my god! Exactly. I have to give the biggest shout out real quick to yes, Mike yes. Charles. Okay, I I couldn't bring myself to drink out of it because I I don't want to ruin the mintness of it. 
and something is coming to Ez and Joe similarly, but like in anticipation of this event, guys, this is like, okay, this is the beauty of this podcast, right? You don't get it anywhere else. I don't care how many ponies you're prancing on. I don't care how many professors you're learning from. All right. And I'll say it before. Not everyone has a professor in their life, but everyone has a teacher. Okay. Not everyone goes to college. Everyone goes to school. Suck it. Anyway, um, (laughs) what you get from this podcast is you get like real Tolkien fans, like people, normal people. And they're not normal. That's the beautiful thing, right? Just like hobbits aren't, aren't just hobbits they're exceptional uh mike charles uh dropped off a gift for me um and i won't even go into all the detail of of the backstory of why he had to do that but i'm sitting here holding a burger king glass goblet of strider now i have the, the i don't mike doesn't even know the significance of this he dropped it off to me because we were kind of like we we weren't able to record in person we had really hoped we would be able to like literally all of us watch it together and record and it just wasn't able to happen. So to honor that he wanted to bring something that he had gotten for all of us. And wow. so he dropped that off to me a couple of days ago. And, um, the crazy thing about that, right? Like a lot of people have had these, these, the Burger King glass goblets, they've got the, like the little thing that you set it on and it lights up the, the glass. It's incredible. Yeah. The box is perfect condition. Like, it's beautiful. Oh it, I didn't even realize this, too. Like, for Aragorns, it doesn't even say Aragorn. It says Strider the Ranger. Like, that's how they were <laughs> trying to spoil people, right? Yeah, like, yeah. avoid spoilers. But I don't – Mike doesn't know this, I don't think. My very first memory, because uh, people know this who've listened. Like, I didn't read the books before seeing the films. I didn't really have any knowledge of Lord of the Rings, nothing. My very first memory, if I track it all the way back – of anything Lord of the Rings was seeing the Burger King commercial mm. for the Strider goblet and the promo that they did of like get your get your come in and get your get your whopper and then pick up your Lord of the Rings goblet and it was specifically the one for Strider Aragorn and so like wow. literally as we're about to embark on this new journey in Middle Earth Mike drops off this present on my doorstep in the Shire of my very first like sense memory of middle earth. Um, so like, that's the, that's the kind of people you're listening to. Like the, the, I don't know, like the, the stories we watch are real because of people like you guys. And, and, and that's the reason we can sit here and talk and, and like be blown away by this story because we realize too, that we are, we are living this story. Like this story is great because it reflects, because it reflects real life and it reflects our true friendships and our beauty of life. So yeah. Yep. Huge shout out to both you guys. It was, it was my honor. I, uh, like, like, like Lane said, I, you know, I, I hope we all could have been together as well, Mm. but, uh, I did, um, I did deliver to Ez his Gandalf one. Get out of here. Got it right here, boys. Got it right here. And Joe, I have Frodo for you. Oh, yeah, that. Has Frodo for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I as I heard that, I was like, I have an idea, but I don't know if it's true, and that was exactly what I was hoping for. So, oh. and Joe, I didn't get you anything, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't deserve it, man. Like, I feel like we've only had a couple encounters, but thank you, sir. It's beautiful. It, it, it's it's so fitting. It's so fitting it for you guys. I mean, obviously Lane gets gets Aragorn Strider. You oh, know, yeah. As is our flannel wizard. 
And I mean, for you, I mean, it's not, it's not Bilbo, but you know, I think it's close enough that it, that yeah. it applies. So yeah, mm. I'm glad yeah. it worked out. Yeah, Me cool, too. Cool. Thank I can't you, thank Mike. you enough. I can't thank you enough, bro. I mean, it's yeah. just been, I don't know. It's been such an amazing night. Like I have, Guys, we've been looking forward to this for like almost five years. Like this yeah. is something we have been anticipating. Like actually, the, the the part of the genesis for this podcast was literally us as and I reconnecting, but then also this whole news that there was a bidding war. At that time, it wasn't even Amazon. There was yeah. just a bidding war for the rights to a Lord of the Rings TV show. And through the whole evolution of, you know, it's going to be a story about Aragorn, and then it's going to be a retelling of the Lord of the Rings, and then well, we're going to be plopped down somewhere. We don't know where to what we just saw today. Like it has been, journey. yeah, mm-hmm. an amazing experience. And I, I have not been let down in the slightest, like, yeah, I can't. Uh, and even just the way this night has gone has been, it's been amazing. So, yeah. 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 For sure. Can I share a, a small anecdote as well? Lane? Please. Please. So kind of similar to your story, you know, I didn't, ever read the books but when i was in eighth grade it was the first year that i wasn't homeschooled right Mm -hmm. and i went to a private school and i was overwhelmed to say the least i was just like all this is so new there was a guy coincidentally also named mike his name is mike radigan and he was super into Lord of the Rings. He had a Lurtz action figure that he brought on our eighth grade DC trip. And I got into Lord of the Rings because he thought it was cool. And I was like, this guy's six foot in eighth grade. Like, I mean, he wasn't that tall yet, but he eventually became that. I mean, he was a huge guy in eighth grade. But I was like, he's a cool guy and he thinks Lord of the Rings is cool. Therefore, Lord of the Rings must be cool. And then we learned Elvish and made up like insult nicknames for everyone in our oh class. My God. And so, as I was wa- like, before I started watching it, uh, the series last night, because uh, I kind of lucked out and got tickets to go see it yeah, in the theater. Yeah, you were in the theater, right? I did, yeah. And uh, I was preaching the good word of unexpected podcast to many of people. Mm, but, bless God. <laughs> God. Um, I texted this guy, Mike Radigan, and I said, I don't even know if this is still your number, wow. but I'm reflecting back 20-some years ago when we were in eighth grade and you introduced me to the wonder of Lord of the Rings. Wow, i got to tell you that, like, I have loved it ever since. And you instilled that passion in me, and now here I am, sitting next to my wife, watching this, you know, 20 years later, and being more excited than I have in ages. Wow. Man. That's that's cool. That is so beautiful like that i don't know that's what these stories do man like you don't find this in every in every fandom guys you don't you just really don't and that's what makes this universe so special it's what makes middle earth my god like 20 plus year or like 20 years you're reflecting on joe like 20 (sighs) wow Wow. It's just got a pureness that I feel like no other fan base can really fully emulate. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I all a bunch of different fan bases still have their value. They still have beauty. 
Mm. I love and appreciate them. No, yeah, I think that only speaks to his strength. Because I know, like you're saying, you haven't been this excited for something. I know how excited you get, Joe. I know how often you've dressed up as Spider-Man. I know how often you've dressed up as as Mr. Tumnus. Like, I have, I know how badly you secretly want to be the Joker. Like, this is not, so that, that to me, that is the ultimate compliment that, that this is, you've, you've been most excited for this, this event. And God, guys, I just can't wait for, I can't wait for next week, but I also, I don't want to leave this moment. Like this moment is amazing. I'll never forget this. Yep. And just thinking about, we're going to have the next, if I'm assuming it'll be successive years. I don't know, but like, well, the next five years, every fall to look forward to something oh my on gosh, this scale man. that will only build. And, wow. uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And to do it together too. Like, that's the cool thing. We'll, we'll, we'll sit year after year and we'll record together and talk about like our impressions and, and what it, uh, what it means to us, you know, and that's, that's pretty special. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Next year, will be year 34, 34 of the second age. As in, uh-huh. we are witnessing the second age, but we will be, at least Lane and I, I mean, I, I think most of us will be in year 34 oh, okay. Okay. while yeah, witnessing yeah. the second age. Weird. Wow. That is... Holy. 34, 34 of the second age. <laughs> I'm taken back to the libraries of Gondor. Wow. In Minas Tirith. Good lord, man. And this, this is why I'm Gandalf. Already, already. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the stranger is, right? Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, no, I'm just, I we're said kidding, that from kidding. the very Mike beginning. Right. Yeah. I know what Mike Jesse. thinks of that. I mean, I, I think, still think he could be anybody, but that was, it was pretty incriminating. I can't wait to see what it, yeah, see what guys yeah. has to think about that. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Fellas, yeah. Uh, in closing, I think we're going to, um, actually, we're going to review episode two with, like, right up next is Rebecca Robney and, 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 and Cam Hansen. We're going to go into we. So we wanted to start this first episode. We want to talk to super fans. Mm-hmm. We want to talk to super fans, and with like the that. two people who came to our our minds, people we've known longest, uh, who've been with us through real life adventures, right? Are the two of you? And so we oh. thought, what a, what an awesome way to start uh, start our adventure. And and people have like that's the crazy thing about this this deal, right? Is people that you've never met either have gotten to know you guys really well as well. I'm on really well as well. Yep. Uh, no, the honor's ours. Like the honor that you want to come talk to us and and that we get to hear your thoughts and your reactions is like it's our it's our honor, it's our pleasure, it's our uh, yeah I don't know the, a gift for us. Yep. So yep. Um, we wanted to start with you guys. That was very intentional. And um, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk to Cam and, and Rebecca next and kind of look at the uh, cinematography aspects and also the music aspects. Um, oh so gosh. would you guys like to comment on both of those or either of those subjects before we? kind of uh close and then and then uh get them on the next episode like what did you think of the cinematography what did you think of the music um i mean for me the the music um i which i i had actually talked with as about this just the other day um i'm a i'm a big god of war fan i don't know how many people have played that and that's a phenomenal soundtrack did the the soundtrack for god of war and he captures everything mm. i think he so does you, such oh go ahead no i was just gonna say mike you turned me on to jeremy soul all those years ago like i mm-hmm. i don't know if you know this but like i have referenced jeremy soul really? as a potential composer time and time again oh. because 
Yep. You brought it up so long ago. I, I don't know if it was a poll or something, or if you just messaged me and you're like, Jeremy Soul would be great. And I listened to him because I never played Skyrim or anything. I'm not a huge gamer, but I had fallen in love with his music. And mm. I thought to myself, when I listened to Bear's soundtrack, it made me think of Howard Shore, obviously. But it also made me think, this is pretty close to how like someone like Jeremy Soul would have done it. Do you feel like it's it's on that same kind of level and has has uh, like lived up to expectations that way? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he. One of my favorite tracks is the Chasm of Doom. Soundtrack. Yeah, the, it's so the, good. Or that Joe and YouTube, I mean, right? just just the way he, you know, he captures, you know, just the deep male voices and mm. and you know, just you know, just the the just everything about it. it it's so mm. good. So you know, the to the Numenor soundtrack. You know, it's just oh, it's it's so perfectly done. Mm. So. And kind of listening back through your guys' most recent episode uh, about the music, and uh, my wife and I have been listening to the soundtrack pretty much nonstop until, <laughs> like, from the time that Layton was, like, the soundtrack's out, and I was like, what? And so <laughs> um, it, what it reminded me of is, you know, like Lane was talking about in the last episode of, like, how the soundtrack essentially is a character. And um, one example of that that I've really seen is, like, so Hans Zimmer, who's done a lot of Christopher Nolan films, mm -hmm. yep. um, Christopher Nolan would literally tell details about the film to Hans Zimmer before he would even finish writing. Wow. Because he saw the value of how a soundtrack can make a movie. Wow. And if you're working with a really good composer, which I feel Bear McCreary absolutely is, yeah. they have that respect for a soundtrack can introduce a character. Yeah. Like you have themes that are going yeah. to recur. Yeah. So you're like, okay, Galadriel's theme. What does this tell us about Galadriel? Like the theme of Numenor. What can we find out about Numenor just by listening yeah, to this? Yeah. Like it speaks to the culture based on yeah. things that we hear. Oh, I just – I absolutely love it. And I love that while there is somewhat of an influence from Hans Zimmer – or I'm sorry, from Howard Shore. Yeah. Like Howard Shore sort of just gave Bear McCreary the reins and was like, listen, I, I trust you to do with this whatever you want to do. And yeah. it's still going to be good. And it is very much Bear McCreary's own style. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. But yeah. he does a good job of sort of paying tribute to yeah. mm -hmm. the the groundwork that was laid by Howard Shore. And I yeah. love that. Something else, yeah. too, that like Peter Jackson said, I, I want to say this is a reference from the appendices, is a, a, like the best soundtracks you don't even notice. Yeah. Right. It's like kind of like how like when something is really like sound effects and mixing is done really well, it becomes so a part of the story that you're not like it's not uh, it doesn't take you out of the story when you're hearing, you know, it, it perfectly complements. And I felt that way at the soundtrack. The only reason I was aware of the soundtrack was because I'd been playing it for a week and a half. Right? Yes. I've been so obsessing <laughs> over it, thinking, like, what is this going to line up to? What scenes are we going to see with this? And just listening to those sounds. Like there were times I'm thinking, what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments. Not minutes, like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Back to watching it, and there are times where I didn't even notice the music because it was such a part of the, the experience. experience and the story yeah. that it complemented it perfectly. So, like, in uh, on the on the flip side of that, visually, what did you guys think of the way it was presented visually? Mike, you want to start us off with cinematography, the way it was filmed? Did you feel like it fit in? Because I felt it uncannily fit with Peter Jackson's films, like especially watching it as a full episode. I thought it was I thought it went there and then almost maybe even went further. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I like kind of like I said earlier, I don't think like on par with with the actors and the way that they portrayed their characters i think with the cinematography they didn't try to do anything new or flashy I yeah mean, new zealand yeah. is already so beautiful yeah and i mean you just put a camera there you know I, lane's been there and you know just from the stuff that i've heard from him and pictures i've seen um you know it's just i i don't think they they tried to do anything um more than they needed to yeah. And one one of the places that I, I was really excited to see um, was Linden. And I thought they did that so beautifully. Mm. Um, it was so beautiful. And, and the I can't remember the, the actor's name, but plays uh, Gilgalad. I mean, he did such a phenomenal job. Benjamin yeah. Walker. Um, Benjamin Walker. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, he just so he had, good, wasn't he? I mean, like he took yep. the he took the Gilgalad that we saw in a glimpse in the prologue and has mm-hmm. made him. Like the way he looks, the way he acts, like I feel like that is a seamless transition. Yep. Yep. And you know, just just with everything else, I, I just I feel like I don't know, it was just I don't know if I want to say an extension of like Lord of the Rings, but like mm-hmm. it just it felt it felt the same. Mm-hmm. As, as, as yeah. much as I can I mean and it just it was perfect. Wow. Joe, what do you think about the uh the visual representation of, of uh Rings of Power? So, so- I just, I I really got swept away. Like, it, it is just, you know, you see these different elven territories, and you're just like, wow, like this, 
is kind of what I remember about mm-hmm. like Rivendell and like the Wood Elves, but also like it. I don't know. Like maybe it was with more modern technology, it captured much more detail of like what I, I just. I mean, I felt like, to some degree, I was like, I could experience this so much more because mm. the picture is clearer, like, the mm. landscapes are gorgeous. And, well, one thing I appreciate about the Peter Jackson films were that they had a more gritty tone. Mm. This almost has a little bit of a lighter tone, and maybe mm-hmm. that may evolve over time, but, like, you look at, like, a striking blue of Bronwyn's dress. You look at mm. the garb, the elegant like wear of Gilgalad and Elrond of like just the striking composition of just how it fits in with the overall landscape and mm. even just oh man the scene I won't go into a ton of details but the person that um, Elrond visits in episode two mm-hmm. and that that scene of how it's captured, I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. Almost, almost I, I felt too, like, to your point, like, um, we're, we're seeing, like, a lot of these cultures at their height. Yeah. In the middle oh, of them, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they're at their pinnacle. And we talked about this last episode, talking about the music um, and how some mm. of the themes seem, instead of them seeming more de-evolved, they almost seem like higher and more elevated because it was a time when they were at their peak. And so I think even visually, I, I think that's fair to point out that like we are seeing, we're seeing it in a more crisp, clean, polished. Um, and I think maybe maybe people who are having issue with it, maybe that's part of it too. Like I think about the scene, where, especially where Elrond is sitting there writing in London. He's writing yeah. in his book, and it looks it looks yeah incredibly utopian. And yeah. Maybe that's the point because it it is like almost it's it's a more safe haven than Rivendell was. You know, it was right. at a at a different time and a different level of element well, influence. It was almost like a time of peace too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Were... Absolutely. So. Yeah. Which we're not used to seeing, right? In, in the Hobbit and right. the Lord of the Rings, it's a fall, it's a world that's fallen into decay and Sauron mm-hmm. is very present. And so, yeah, maybe that, I think a lot of times people don't think about the story and, and they, they have these reactions to like visual, whatever representations. And they just think, well, that's, that's not the same. Well, yeah, it's not supposed to be the same. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a different right. era. So, yeah. Yeah, and even with the music... It, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I was leading up to this, I was, I've was i been watching the, the Lord of the Rings this, this past week. Yeah, and now that I think about it, I, I, I was watching Return of the King the other day, and just like, mm. even when it gets to Minas Tirith, I mean, this, mm. this last great city of men, you see yep. like what ruin it's in. And, yeah. you like, know, I, just... Yeah, when 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 just, Gandalf just is talking yeah, about go ahead, go ahead. no, I was when Gandalf is talking about Minas Tirith and it, it's the extended edition and there's a, like that sweeping shot of Minas Tirith from mm-hmm. the ground up, mm-hmm. and there's that like that creaking sound, almost yeah. like like an old ship, right? That's like falling apart, kind of a deal. Mm. Yeah, like even even yeah. in its this is the most glorious thing we've seen in Middle Earth, and even it is falling apart in terms of yeah. like the light side. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and like to the point Joe made, like just like, you know, how everything looks so pristine and clean and, and you know, and this, mm-hmm. I, I think whether or not it was intentional, I think, it, I think it works. Yeah, because, it does work. You know, we, we, we see beautiful. this now and, you know, later in the movies, you know, these people, you know, war has been across the land and, you know, it's, it's like he said, it's a little more gritty. It's, you know, I, it, yeah. it works. Mike, I had, I do have to ask you, have you slept with it yet? I have not. Have you? Okay. Do you plan on sleeping with it? It actually got delayed. It hasn't come yet. Oh, you got to be kidding <laughs> me. I no. you saw this episode with it in your lap and you were like kind of stroking it as you were, you know, know. taking in this that, new vision of Middle Earth. That was the plan. No, it's supposed to be uh, tomorrow. So I'll, I'll watch the second episode with it. All right. Mm. Tell everyone, tell everyone what we're talking about. All right. So one of my lifelong mini goals ever since the movies came out, obviously, Boromir is my favorite character. Yeah. I can vouch and for this too that this is like this is goes back. I honestly, yep. With, Mike, I was shocked you didn't already own this artifact. I know. Okay. I'm yeah. So when the movies, when the original trilogy came out, United Cutlery made a run of their Lord of the Rings yep. official uh, prop replicas, and they did various swords. I mean, I'm pretty sure you had a couple of them because I feel like I remember seeing them when you had them. Yeah. But yep. the one that I always wanted, obviously, was Boromir's sword. Mm. Yeah. Never got it. Um, they they became more and more rare, you know, as as the years went on because they they stopped making them. And I don't know mm. what happened to United Cutlery, but <laughs> I found one on eBay last week, and um, I talked the guy down quite a bit of money for it, and I Atta finally boy. made the purchase. Atta boy. What? Round of applause for Mr. Boromir himself. Dude, yes. that, I, I'll never forget, like, watching the appendices, and they're talking about the designs of everything, and John mm-hmm. Howe says, that's, it's a man's sword. You have to have thick wrists to wield this sword, and I think, like, <sighs> what better person than Mike Charles to have that, that Boromir <laughs> sword with, so. You'll be buried with it, won't you? You'll go over the falls of Raris with that in your oh, hands, yeah. for sure. Yeah, on my chest. For sure. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, boys. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I love you guys. I mean, this has been amazing. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we could keep talking forever. Yeah. yeah, we could keep talking forever, but I mean, uh, it's the the night's got to end at some point, unfortunately. Right? Yeah. As you get to sleep in tonight, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're not I, doing anything tomorrow, are no, you? No, I'm, sleep, I'm sleeping in, boys. I, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. I, uh, I'm good. Honest to God, I'm wired. I wouldn't have been able to go to sleep anyway, Hold fellas. Hold on, Ev. I want you to tell them how awesome, because you, Joe, got to see this in theaters last night, and so did you. Did you not? Oh. Wait, 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 me or, or, or Mike? You talking to Mike? You talking to me? Because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I broke the news to to, to Joe or Mike. Yeah, I, I, hello. I, th- th- there will be a story uh, later. I I did not. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hello. Look, is he? Wait, wait, is, is everyone there? Is anyone yeah. there? Are you yeah, kidding? I can hear you. He's messing with us. You think he's messing? Is he messing with us? What happened? Is are you? Is he messing? What just happened? You guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I can only hear through my speakerphone. I don't know what just happened. I think my phone broke. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's gripping it too tight, guys. He's, he's you know. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, What's um, going on? I have not. He's in another world right now. I feel like I feel like Theo 
pouring my blood into that sword, man. Wow. Uh, spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, shoot. Mike, don't worry about it. Right. Didn't right. I didn't hear it. It's not a major yeah, platform or anything. It's fine. It's totally fine. Theo is basically Sauron. That's that's all you need to know. No. Yeah. Theo's getting my hoagie and my chocolate so good. Hey, guys, what if Theo is an ancestor of Theoden, Theoden. King? Yes, Theoden. I thought about that. Because when I heard the name Theo, I was like, that is, that's so Cosby. And then I was like, wait a minute, Theoden. Theo. Theoden. Just, just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Halbrand is totally a... A horse lord, isn't he? I mean, he's totally going to be like the father of the Rohan. Absolutely. I was even telling as I was like, think about his name: Hall, Golden Hall, Brand, Brand. What you do to like the Cowboys do? They brand things. So, yeah, yeah. And you know, as the whole music thing too, it's like how Duel of the Fates far supersedes anything like the Imperial March. Mm, yeah, I mean that is probably Let's, I might get some fleck for that. I was but, gonna say you might, you might. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I see what you're saying though. No, I do too. Yeah, because it's like it's like you go back and you do something, and then now it's like it sort of overshadows. It's it's a good blend. It's like moves you forward, but at the same time it pays homage and is stands out on its own completely. You know? Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, I think you're full. I think you're full of crap, Joe. I don't think you that's know what. Oh, I will my. also maintain that Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Darth Maul lightsaber scene is the best of all twenty-eight movies. Peak. hundred percent. They call it peak. Peak Star Wars. Peak Star Wars. Yes, it peak is. Star Wars. <laughs> you can't find Jar Jar in any of those original movies. Hey. Oh, hey. Wow. You leave my boy alone. No, I, I say that as a positive. You know. Okay. Thank God. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. All right, cool, cool. We're good. <laughs> All right, boys. Oh, hey, I, I love, love you guys. guys. I love you guys. I cannot, I cannot tell you how much of an honor it is for me and as to have you on this very first reflection oh, episode. I mean, yeah, I'll never forget it's this, lads. Like as long as I live, it's I never will. Privilege, my friends. It yeah. really yeah. has. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Really do. Do you guys want to make any, any predictions for the future, real quick? Uh, of the show. Yeah. Or your lives, your personal lives, whatever. I mean, any predictions at all. <laughs> I don't have a seeing eye stone in front of me, so uh, I, my my future vision is a little bit murky, but I might just say, yes! Oh, my. Wow. Wow. Oh, That's all I'm going to say. I love that. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. I'm just going to let this be the proof that I foretold it from episode one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mike, you got any predictions? Uh, just like what I said earlier, I think we're going to see some Silmarils. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So the flashbacks are not over. That's your prediction. Flashbacks are not over. Okay. I like that. I, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right, boys. Sleep yeah. well. And dream of Galadriel. Gosh. Oh, we will. Trust me, we will. <laughs> I know what I know what costume Sarah's wearing for Halloween, let me tell you that. Boy. Whoa, why? Shipwrecked Galadriel, 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. On that note, yeah. love you guys. All right, love you guys. Love you, dudes. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. See ya.
All right, we should have all three of us in here now. There we go. So, Rebecca, can you hear me? Rebecca? I can, loud and clear. Holy Rebecca, smokes, we finally got it. your beautiful voice in the flesh since Texas of four years ago or whatever oh, my it was. Word, it's been too long. It's amazing to hear you. Uh, it's so good to hear you, too. I was, although I I have the advantage of hearing y'all's podcast, like the, the three-hour one true. on the music. Well, and that so was I incredible. take it back. I've heard you on Instagram, but not like not in a live interaction, I should say. Mm. Yeah, not real time. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe Cam's here. I can't believe, guys, I cannot believe that we just saw what we saw. I know. Bridget, and I'm I, I just, I, we, as and I were talking about, we just got done talking to Boromir and Bill Joe. Mike Charles and Joe Lewis, and literally we didn't know what to say. We had no idea what to say. Yeah, like this was such an for, a for mind blowing for an hour experience. and a half, guys. We had no idea what. what for an what hour and a half, we were just we didn't know what to say. Silence. We ended up talking anyway. We just listened to each other. <laughs> we we want so the the cool thing about having you two on on the same episode, we can talk about both both episodes, or we can talk about number two, whatever you want, whatever you want to talk about, but. You both are uh, incredibly talented in the realms of visual uh, cinematography, capturing of emotions through what we see, and also composition and performance of music and uh, a capturing of what we of what we experience through what we hear. And so we wanted to we wanted your impressions on what we just saw and heard as like the first time we've been back in Middle Earth since at least a decade for the hobbit and two decades since the trilogy like what was what was your impression we'll start with rebecca what was your impression from what you heard and saw from these first two episodes oh my gosh okay well i'll just i'll start by saying like what an unreal and special experience (laughs) because i was I was like 11 months old when Fellowship came out, so I just. Oh my gosh! Hold there. on. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I, 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 whoa. whoa. Excuse me. Yeah. As so we are 14 and 13 years older than Rebecca, did you know this? Bless you, Rebecca. I did. I, 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 <laughs> Good lord. Well, we, we all doing, we, 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 were... we all know I'm the old wizard in this group here, so I you know. <laughs> I'm like thousands of years older than you guys. <laughs> At least. Really. Wow. Okay, yeah. keep, I did not know that. That's amazing. Keep going. Yeah, so I just I just grew up with the films, and I loved the films, mm. and then I found the books after that. So I've never had the experience of just loving the text of Tolkien mm. and having everything that he said just means so much to you personally, and then mm. having that scene in such an artistic way through film. I've never had like a book a book Tolkien experience first. And then through the film. So having read mm. the Silmarillion for all of these years and then seeing these images that were so identical to how I'd imagined them reading the books. Wow. That was such a crazy experience that I've never had before. I was like watching. I was like, oh, my gosh, is this what it was like for people when the trilogy came out? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. And the music, oh my gosh. Mm. I, I've been a big fan of Bear McCreary for a very long time, so I knew as soon as it was announced that we were in such such we're amazing hands. hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And he's, he's called himself like a melody guy, which, especially mm. in this day and age where so many things are just 
synthesizers and loud brass mm. noises and there's kind of been like a death of melody lately to have him come on and do this and bring forth all of these hours and hours of melody is amazing it's so 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 amazing and i have so many thoughts on like this show and predictions and things like that just based off of the music because this scoring tells so much of a story so 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 much and i i'm so excited i have so many thoughts i had like a I've got a notebook in front of me, and I was like taking notes about the whole thing. <laughs> oh my it's incredible! God. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, Rebecca, I wanted to ask real quick before I forget. There is a track on the soundtrack that is a I don't know how to pronounce it. A scherzo, a scherza. Oh, scherzo. I mean, I'm not entirely sure yeah. either, but yeah, there you you're go. talking about no, the scherzo for violin and swords. That sounds much more correct. Yes. Yeah. What is that? Just like a like him playing around with themes he's had in a different style. Is that like a style of a, a type of piece of music? Because it sounds so different from everything else. And I don't even know if we're gonna see it like put to film on the show. Yeah, I don't. Um, it could be a couple of different things. So okay. in uh, the most famous scherzo that I know of. Um, now I'm so paranoid. I'm saying that wrong. Everyone in the class. <laughs> is so I said scherzo, so I'm sure you're right. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds like Cher and Alonzo Mourning or something. I don't even know. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, uh, the the most famous one I can think of is in Indiana Jones. That's the scherzo for motorcycle and orchestra by John oh, Williams. Yeah. Okay. One of okay. my favorite things that he's ever written. Hmm. Um, and that's just used in like one of the motorcycle scenes. Um, yeah. With Indies are kind of fun. So I'm assuming we'll see it, and I'm I bet it'll be just some some kind of fun swordplay that we see. Awesome. Okay. So yeah. it is a style of a piece, though, right? Is that true? Like. Yes. Yes. It's okay. a structure. Okay. A structure. Oh my gosh! This is awesome. Okay. All right. Wow. Oh, as this is gonna take. This is gonna last. Like, I don't know how we're gonna. This is. Gonna oh, be it's a okay. Because I mean, like, like Rebecca has a notebook full of stuff. We have. I'm guessing that it, Cameron's. You and get I'm sure the same, Cameron's so. got a highlight reel. You know, or something. Yeah, he's, with, yeah, he's, yeah he's Oh, got I something. can't wait to hear what Cameron's yeah. got to say. Cam, Cam, what did you think of the visual representation of Middle Earth? Uh, first time we've been there for a decade. It's since the trilogy, two decades. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's awesome. I mean. I'm gonna try to have any coherent thoughts at this point because <laughs> it was it was really cool and it's also really late. <laughs> but I, so I I've officially watched both episodes and then rewatched the first one again. <laughs> Let's go! Wow. So, um. So yeah. So basically, I loved every like I loved everything visually. Like mm. I don't know. It was just like so crisp looking. Like this sharp, like, I don't even know. It just it it looked. I'm try, again. I'm trying to have a coherent thought and try to put <laughs> yeah. together everything. But I just I just like yeah. put. The, I don't know. I just, I just watched it, so I'm trying to like reflect back on it. The, the lighting choices were really awesome. The mm. CG, the the mixture of CG to practicals was really awesome. Mm, yeah. Just mm. the fact that like, it's it, you could totally tell, but like, it wasn't something that was glaringly bad or anything. It was just like. Yeah. A seamless transition between like a fantastical backdrop yes, yes. In, into um the practical stuff so like yeah. obviously you can't have a giant forest full of giant trees and perfect rows in real life like that's just not possible so like the fact that they can like they clearly used a lot of their budget on really good um cg artists to make all this possible 
we we were talking last episode about the um and we've been talking for for a while now about the importance of you know reflecting upon the trilogy and even even uh, the hobbit trilogy of um tight shots and these interpersonal connections that like it, it's astounding that a fantasy movie that the the some of the most vivid memories are all held on these tight shots between two characters you know conversations between frodo right. and aragorn conversations between sam and frodo on the on the on the slopes of mount doom what did you feel about because i it was it stood out to me i think a lot of times like maybe productions shy away from it or feel uncomfortable with it but i I can remember uh, just off the top of my head those those scenes with elrond and galadriel that were very tight back and forth uh the scenes with uh even theo and bronwyn like tight back and forth um the use of like really tight uh character developing cinematography yeah, I know a lot of directors. That's more. It's definitely more of a director's choice. Um, okay. So I think I've always been told that you don't want to waste a close up. So mm, if, mm. if there's if there's a close up, that usually means that it's really important what they're saying. Mm. Typically, typically wow. like directors won't just waste a really nice clean close up on nothing just to make it look nice. It's yeah, usually yeah. there's a reason behind it. So mm. either something that they're saying. Is really wow. important, or they're really trying to convey the emotion that the person's feeling, and wow. that helps the audience. So maybe that's why those scenes stick in our head so much too, is because not only visually, it's it's actually what's being told through the story at that time. Wow, right? Because if you wow. just had close-ups all the time, it wouldn't mean anything. It'd be ridiculous. Right. Yeah, and, you'd lose all kind of scope and stuff. Yeah, see, that's that, another level yeah. because you know, we we talk about how important they are, but I mean, and and I was noticing it with uh, with Nori when they're eating the berries and yeah. stuff too. Yeah, yes, and, and, yes. And I think you know one of the things that Lane had brought up a, a, like a lot was how do you capture sort of that. Um, I don't know, like, like get the, the, the connection, right? Like, like for how do, how do, how do we get to the common sort of connection, the, the common person, like the elves sometimes feel distant or whatever. I actually don't think yeah. they feel that way in this though. So, uh, no, but they don't <laughs> at, like at all, like at all. Uh, but yeah. it's, yeah. it's so funny that you, that you say that Ken, because yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. I had never thought about it that way, but you, you use it for a purpose and, and mm. like i was kind of looking for it just because i was trying to be more like that i think most people would be like i gotta go back and watch what are these guys talking about because it's so natural i didn't feel like there was a like a mm. lot of those i mean i was looking well, for them but yeah can i tell you like so basically another little tidbit of info that i've always been told is like you know it's i basically something that a lot of people strive for in filmmaking is doing things that are so cool and awesome and they you know they're spectacular and all that but they're not distracting so yes they don't take you out of the the moment yeah yeah so i knew i was going to be on this of course and i was like trying to be really conscious of like the cinematography and like obviously it was good and you know like we as humans just know what good cinematography is naturally Mm -hmm. um but i was trying to like you know pay attention specifically to like some movements and stuff like that but i found myself just getting lost in the story most of the time and like what was happening on screen and that's the goal of like that's like what every cinematographer or director wants to hear is that you yeah is that because that's their goal they don't want you to be like wow that was a good pan up it's like you shouldn't (laughs) even be noticing that it's right like uh, so usually if you notice like what they're doing to an extreme level um, and it's taking you out of what they're doing. That's not really a good thing. It, it, it is like that old adage: if you're if you're doing your job right, no one's going to even know you're doing your job at all. 
Right. It's almost true of like everything, but, but especially, especially, I don't know. It seems like it's in terms of like a show, you're literally watching and listening. Those are the two things you're doing and you're processing as well. But like those two things are like, if you can make those disappear, then you've really transcended like a show or a movie. It's become an experience. Um, Wow, this is amazing. Okay, so Rebecca, I just want you to crack open that notebook and you just start going for it. Like, yeah, what I want to know. I mean, what do you like, since, on since since the soundtrack dropped? I, I will never forget that message you sent. I think it was in was it the one with you, me, and Cam, where you said it's normal to start crying before you press play. That yeah, I think that quote. I think that was on Facebook. Yeah, and I think that needs to be on a future shirt. Or someone needs to get that <laughs> yeah. tattooed. Yeah. It might be me, but it's normal to start crying before you press play, right? I mean, now in my mind, in my head, canon, using as this terminology that is actually a broader terminology that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> but in my head, canon, I imagined you seeing that first track, uh, given credit to Howard Shore as the main title. Is that what what you were looking at when you started before you even press play, or was it just the realization that the soundtrack had dropped? Mostly just the the realization of the yeah. soundtrack. I'd known for a while that Howard Shore was doing the main theme and then Barry McCreary okay. was scoring it. So wow. I went into it and um, I just went for a drive, went around. I did purposely did some errands that were a long way away and I just put it on my car <laughs> and I didn't look at any of the track names. I wanted to like oh, hear wow. it and then look at the name to see like, Man. okay, let's kind of piece it together and what's going on. Wow. Yeah, that was a really, really cool experience. Um, oh, man. Where do I want to start? Okay, I'm gonna. I kind of want to. I'm gonna start with Galadriel because yeah, yeah. kind of bouncing off of. I was just realizing this when Cameron was talking about the uh, the close up shots because mm-hmm. I was. It made me realize how the music was doing that too because I was thinking about one of the scenes that had very prominent close up shots, like when she's first talking with Elrond with the mm-hmm. uh, statues yeah. and she's saying how you have not seen what I have seen. Yes. That's where my favorite rendition of her theme came in because it goes into a close up close up shot of her face and her theme is played so quietly mm-hmm. on a solo harp. And as far as I was aware, that was the first time I had been played with just a solo instrument. So it was like just how the camera was zooming in solely on her face. The music wow. was just solely on this one single instrument and it was so wow. personal. It was incredible. It was such such a good uh, moment. And her theme in general. Oh, I'm so I'm so curious about everything that Bear McCurry did because he's he's been dropping little hints about how much like symbolism he put into it. Mm-hmm. But her theme is played like just through the first episode, it's played on like a bazillion different instruments. Oh, like in different interesting. Themes. It keeps coming in on different instruments so many times and just kind of seems like it's reflecting the turmoil inside of her and how she's kind of shifting because even if you just think about that first episode, when she starts to sail off into the West and then kind of contrast that with the trilogy, when she says, you know, I'll go into the West room and Galadriel, like that becomes such a full circle moment right there. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense that she's, she's shifting a lot. Her character is going through, quite a lot like she's got a really big circle to connect around and it, it just felt like having her theme on so many different instruments was kind of reflecting that journey that she's going through i thought that you're, was so 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 cool you're right that moment will never it will always feel more complex forever now mm-hmm. like yeah. you pointed yeah. that out i will never see that scene the same again like that reluctance to 
Like I get like, like I've, I've almost gone to the West before. Now I guess I have to go. Wow. Um, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, just keep going. I'm going to stop talking. I don't need, I have nothing. There's nothing I need to say. The two of you just need to go back. Like you've worked together on a commercial before. I think clearly more collaboration needs to happen between you two, especially after hearing you say how much like, the cinematography and 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 scoring and performance of music like intertwine like uh, wow unbelievable okay well if i start talking too much about it no 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 no, i can only hear more like like even like about gladrials like uh, the the themes and stuff because the different instruments yeah you're bringing that up though makes me think like this thing starts off with her going up and getting a snow you know, mountain troll to like, yeah. we're in Linden to like, okay, we're on the sea and we're, we're all over the place. And really, I mean, really as it starts with her making a paper boat, yeah, yeah the yeah, first yeah. scene is, is her as a child. Like I didn't think we yeah. would start that. When we saw those images of those kids you and I talked about, we're like, could that be Arwen? You know, who is this? Like, because yeah. is, is Calabrian? Like who, who are these kids? Right, and right, it right. literally one of them was her. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah, because again, it's it's about Galadriel. Like this is this is really 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 cool to see, just the story that like this this all. I mean, again, there's all these other other players. People have t- I've been reading to some of the comments as we've been talking with other folks, and some of the criticisms are just. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys about some of this stuff because they're people are just throwing some ridiculous things out there about it's all over the place or whatever. But it is all connected. It, it is all actually connected. They are. Yes, they, it is. They're yeah. just. It's I don't know, uh, yeah. So because is it like Galadriel is the centerpiece that that just is connecting all these different regions, and then her concerns about different regions, and so to hear that sort of mirrored in some of the instrument mm. choice, like, yeah. Re- re- yeah. like you know with uh, what Rebecca's saying, I just think that's really cool, and I I didn't know that. That's not something I'm, you know, my ear's not that. Attuned. I didn't notice it either. I did not pick that up at all. Yeah. So well, that again, kind of going back to what you were saying before, you didn't pick that up because. You weren't, that means well. that it was doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It was serving the story, yeah. Right, which is great. Like, the the, the idea that the, the harp, I'm going to go back and watch that scene now and, and try to listen for a little harp action going on. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, so. But, yeah, what else What else are you thinking about, you know, Galadriel or, or, or other characters' themes, Rebecca? <laughs> okay. Can I talk about The Stranger now? <laughs> yes, okay, Please? yes. Please? Yes. You mean the best track on the list? <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, it's definitely. Is it? Would you? Would you argue it's the most unique thing we've ever heard in Middle Earth, Rebecca? That that track. Oh snap! Maybe. I mean, it's so yeah, different, yeah, isn't it? Be. Like it, it almost like it, it's it's odd to me when I heard that. I thought this doesn't belong in Middle Earth, but it belongs in Middle Earth more than any. Like it was it was bizarre how different yet how familiar it sounded to me. Yeah, kind of unplaceable, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and so it fit because of that almost in a way. I don't, or maybe it, I don't know if I don't know exactly. I want to hear what you think. Yeah, tell us. Okay, I've been trying like before when the soundtrack first dropped. I've been trying to figure out who the stranger is, just seeing if there's any musical cues. Wow, there, like there is. The problem is no. or not the problem, but like how brilliant it is is that you can't tell. Because oh, like I was like God. listening to all the tracks and I was saying, okay, you know, where does this one reference this one? I'm going back and forth trying to figure it out. And then I just tried to learn the melody and play it. And the melody, it, it doesn't stay in one key. It just kind of shifts around. It goes from a G 
to an F sharp, but then that F sharp keep changing from from an F sharp to an F natural. It like it's not stable. Wait, you can't pin it down. Oh my Wait, gosh! What though? Hold on. It's almost like I can't remember. I can't remember what it is. Exactly, well, yeah. which or, makes me think of Gandalf. You know, he can't yeah. remember oh, who he oh, was. Can I go off on the Gandalf? Please. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. Okay. When uh, when we had like a character introduced, like the Harfits or Galadriel, their theme, yeah. or like the dwarves especially, like their theme, played like instantly as soon as you saw that character, and the theme was almost um, exactly like how we heard it in the soundtrack that was released. It was just it was right there, almost played exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Except for the stranger. Oh my god! When he comes yes. on screen, his we don't get his theme fully stated. We get little snippets of it, but Parts it's kind of it. like jumbled around. And thrown around like we we don't get his theme until like it's like we, we don't know who he is until until the end of the second episode when he starts speaking to the fireflies that is the first time we actually get his theme in a really full setting like it is given in the soundtrack like we were given when we were first introduced to all the other characters yeah. so it's like yeah. wow. the moment he starts speaking to the fireflies is the moment we see who he is which is rather akin to Gandalf speaking to speaking a mom to on top of a tower, yeah. if you ask we, me. We, we just we talked about this last episode. I thought it was striking that we saw a bunch of I, – maybe I'm going to have to go back and watch it, but I swear that some of those scribbles he made were G-Runes. Yeah, one yeah. of them looked – I was just talking with like, uh, Jordan about yeah. this. Yeah, one it, of them was just backwards, but it's the G-Rune. It looked like him trying to remember who he was, right? And then, yes, the way he whispered to the butt, I kept thinking of, why why you go? And I thought, oh, my God, this is a flashback from the, the Tower of Orthanc, and it's, it's, this, is, this, this has to be, I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's like, it seems like we're building towards, like, this might not be Saruman. It might not be uh-huh. Glorfindel. It might not be a blue wisp. It might actually be Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah, and all the connections to fire too. How like yes, he's just like, oh, the fire flies. Fire. The servant of the secret yeah. fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. he gets Celebrimber's fire ring. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my now, gosh. As Rebecca, I, she also mentioned something already that's, that's been you know the the G rune looks sort of like an F, and we were in a G chord going to oh an F. Oh my gosh. All over the place. I, I I just I just think it's it's there's clues everywhere and it's awesome and it's like and it, isn't it funny that was the one that was the one of star where like there's no way they can go Gandalf they won't go Gandalf and it was I, almost dude, like right I, in front of your face well, man and that's the thing we, none of us want to really say we all want it but we're all like I don't know they're not gonna <laughs> yeah. really do it are they <laughs> you know what I mean like so we're all gonna be like Yo, let's go I mean, we're gonna be like losing our minds that this is Gandalf. <laughs> Uh, oh but, my gosh! And then, then, and then they it done would, such it would just a clever job with the you know the, know. the power. What's he do? What's up, man? And, uh, and it would make total sense that he would land and a Harfoot would find him. Like, of course that of makes course. sense. We're, yeah. You know, we're trying to theorize how like it Saruman and like what who which Harfoot hurt him so that he wanted to hurt the <laughs> Hobbits or forget the Hobbits. And and it might actually end up being that no, it's the one who loves the Hobbits. It's Gandalf. Um. Um, I, I just want to say too. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm, I have I have it playing kind of right now. I'm like skimming through it. Yeah. Um. Episode two and the scene where Nori kind of sneaks up on him while he's scribbling, and like he starts doing the yell thing where he's like raising himself up. It 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 is almost like kind of framed in a very similar way to when Gandalf like does his cloud thing to build up. Or yeah, when he's uh, you know, he's saying I am. You take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks. That whole scene. 
Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't have noticed that. That's amazing. Uh, that, that's the vibes it was giving me earlier when I was watching it. Okay, so let's let's talk about some of the, let's talk about some of the, the visual um, illusions that are made that you've you've caught, Cam. Like what like what is like what in the same way that it seems like Bear is building in references in his not seems like clearly Rebecca is telling us he is he is building references into the soundtrack. How do you feel like subconsciously, like for for norms like me and as who who know something's going on but we can't articulate it? Like how are we getting references to the trilogy, specifically probably, um, that are being built into what we're seeing? That's something I'd have to think about. I don't I don't know if any other than that. Yeah. I mean I mean obviously like they kind of the the Harfoots have their own little community almost exactly. That's pretty obvious though. It's something. It's kind of like a little hobbiton if you think about it. I mean, it, it really, they all have their it, little things. We were talking about that last last episode of, uh, with with Joe and, and Mike about how perfectly they've deconstructed the Hobbit culture. Like it's literally like if you turned the Hobbits into gypsies, if you turned them into wanderers, right? Yeah. Which is where they would have come from before they settled and cultivated the Shire, which just is the natural progression. That's exactly like even we've noticed like their 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 like little tents kind of pop up and sort of look like Hobbit holes. Uh, the fact that they're obsessed with the berries, like they're obsessed with food, even then, and good food. Um, the way they uh, decorate themselves. I, I was thinking about like the acorns and the nuts and the, the the pine cones and stuff in their hair. Think about like the buttons on Bilbo's vest. They're they're like those also are acorns. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the the reflection of nature in everything. It's a little more. Uh, we we find the Shire and Hobbits in, in Lord of the Rings. It's a little more refined and a little more. Um, like, I don't know, civilized is probably the wrong word. It probably has a negative connotation, but more settled, cultivated. It's just stripped back of that in, in the Harfoots that we're seeing. And it's just, like, it's like, I was surprised. I was honestly surprised at how perfectly it was done. Like we got a prologue with Galadriel, right? And the, the first stage in the war of wrath and, and Morgoth and Sauron's uh, disappearance. And then right into the Harfoots in the same way that we got the prologue and concerning hobbits and the fellowship of the ring like that structure mm-hmm. was almost exactly the same and i would say that's definitely intentional and it sets you in the mind of these these films that you fell in love with like all those years ago just perfect choices i mean uh, brilliant um hey Lane, well, let, let me jump in real quick the um so before because i know we're talking about you know the, the episode this uh the, the second episode here i forgot to bring up i wanted to bring this up to you guys the intro, the action, the, the flat out, the, the opening sort of um, oh, yeah. all of the, the what would you call sand that's being moved around, you know, music. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The so, main title that we got. Yes. Right. It's almost like the sands of time, uh, Rebecca, are being sort of moved through harmonics or something. What did, did you did you what did you think about? Wow. That? Whoa. OK, you got you. You got me. Well, I think your musical ear is better than mine there. You just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Well, I don't know. I, it's it's you know I'm just looking. I'm I'm kind of scrubbing back through here because again it's it's too much to process, guys. There's too there's honestly too much to process. And if, if you look at it, there's all sorts of that's they're the pebbles. It's like sand. They, yeah, it's like yeah, sand. And it's it to me was was sort of the formation of 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 everything and just it being. But it's 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 not just being moved. If you look at the way it's vibrating and moving, yeah, that's that's it's being sort shaped. Of, yeah, it, and it's it feels like it's some sort of frequency or. You know, deeper harmony. I don't know something. Wow. Yeah. 
So I thought that was kind of just kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I honestly have to rewatch it watching I, that. I honestly felt like the the very beginning you saw all these like kind of rings and circles. I thought it was literally as before we realized it was sand or or stones or pebbles, whatever it is. I thought it was literally like like liquid metal. And we were going to see the forging of these rings. Like that's where my mind went. But then we, we go from those like that ring pattern to the trees, the two trees, which oh, yeah. was really yes, cool because yes. they almost looked like the tree of Gondor to me. I was like, maybe that's what that – of course it is. It's, it's a sapling from those, from those trees, like a descendant of those trees. So that's what it's hearkening. And yeah, I was that, that was, you, you envision like what they're going to do for an opening. And I thought, wow, this is so much simpler and more subtle than I ever would have imagined. And it's better. It's again, like, like talking about some of the, of, of the ways that, um, uh, like the way visually we're, we're seeing the show and it's just the simpler way is the better way. Yeah. And it makes us think of, of the original like trilogy and stuff. So, yeah. Right. Hey, you know, so, uh, Rebecca, before we get back to your notebook full of, you know, thoughts and theories here real quick, I want to, <laughs> while I'm on this. So Cameron, um, the, did you notice like the way it, it, we had all these different, like we had, we had first the, the, the trees giving off light and then we had, you you move beyond that. The corruption of Morgoth is there, which is really cool. But then you got into multiple, especially in episode two here. You got into multiple um, days. There is nighttime. There is there is daylight. Yep. You're you're in you know, more um, Doom. I mean, it's it, it's all over the place. And I thought it was really really good because you see some of the like the Harfoots too at night with their lanterns and stuff. That to mm, me yeah. was just like this was a movie. You know what I mean? It was it was really mm. good to see all that. That was yeah. I think the I actually had the nighttime scenes pulled up for the Harfoots, like with their little lanterns, because that's like some of my favorite shots. Is like using the the pra- like the onset practicals of these lanterns to light their faces a lot. Like they they were clearly throughout the entire show so far, they're using natural light for a lot of things, or at least mm-hmm. using motivated light. So like if there's a lamp or a fire or something on screen. Um, that is kind of where the light source is coming from. I mean, yeah. obviously they're going to off, off screen, they're going to have probably some stuff to boost it, but it's all motivated by the practical on set, which is really nice to see. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just love yeah. the lantern scenes because you get the blue atmosphere at nighttime in the background, but then it uh, complements with the contrasting orange of the firelight, or at least in this case, I guess the yeah. fireflies inside the little uh, lanterns. And right. it's, I don't know, it's just really nice. It, so uh, it makes wh- me think of your fancy light bulbs, Cam. Honestly, I know. Oh I mean, my gosh! They might have had one. They might have had one or two in there. They yeah. absolutely did. I bet they rented yours, and you just never told us. Honestly, yeah, just, <laughs> just, Cam, Cam actually lit that scene. Is not telling us. Uh, I lit it. I didn't, I didn't want to tell you guys. Oh uh, god. Yeah, well, so so think about the 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 colors in that though, right? Like um, Empire Strikes Back, for example, was really known for those that dark. Uh, scene, and you think of the lanterns, all the orange lighting when Luke yeah. is fighting Vader. That's that's one of the most iconic, you know, shots. It's just so well done, and it's it's a similar sort of thing going on there in terms of what the Harfoots are are hauling around. They've got that that contrast. I don't really know the right terminology for it. Orange, but... orange and teal um, are very very popular in film. A lot of films will have it subtly, yeah. uh, even if you don't really notice it. Like a lot of the shadows will usually be shifted uh, more teal. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. If the, if the if the scene's a little warmer, I mean, a classic one is like the old Transformers movies had that a lot. 
um, to a more more of a degree than uh, some other films. But yeah, yeah, nice, um, Rebecca. So what else we got rolling around in that um, that notebook? I mean, we got other other secrets in there or what? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. One of the biggest things that jumped out to me was um, just kind of the, the structure of the themes is something that I really, really, really appreciated because I think it's most notable for um, Duran's theme, right? Because on the, on the soundtrack, it, the, you know, when it's most, most obvious, it starts off and it's just so vivacious and so full mm. of character. And it, it's like that for about half of it. And then you, but you get about two minutes in and it's the exact same theme. It's, you know, usually the same notes and it, it totally changes character. It's, still does that exact same sequence of notes but it has a completely different feel and huh. you could you could see it in this episode too how it, it came out very stately very vivacious full of character uh very jolly but then when it showed more intimate moments with uh Durin and especially as you got a lot more empathetic to him kind of um sympathized with him a little bit in his conversations with Elrond right that theme which again is the exact same notes, exact same timing. It was just played a little bit differently. It showed a different character. It was more, more personal. It wasn't that kind of uh, over the top jolly uh, theme that we were used to. I really, really, really loved how he used the themes to show so many aspects of character. It wasn't just the really obvious exterior. he delves into the character as well and let you let you see the inner workings which is something that i i really really appreciated especially with the dwarves which i think you know most of us we don't dive into their emotions that much you know we're, we're used to gimli kind of like a comic comic relief and we don't don't view them so personally so i really loved how the music brought that out and it wasn't it's not just for Duran's theme it happens for all of them and i think um I read it in an article that uh, Bear McCreary was interviewed for how intentional he was with the structure, how he went in with an intro to the theme, then he had an A part and a B part. And sometimes that, that B part would be that more intimate intimate setting where you could see more. And that was that was really, really, really cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting to think about, yeah, because his character does, so Durin, as, as he comes out, like you said, he's, he's I don't know, he, he's everything we got, like the jolliness is what we expect from you know, a dwarven prince, and then there's this other side where, like, what's the beef? And then, yeah. you know, you you to to hear it differently and in, in uh, like like musically, I think is um, that's a great observation. I mean, really, I I, I did not even pick up on that. So it, it kind of fits in that that whole platform we have with dwarves of like that hard candy shell, but the 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 delicious chocolate center, right? That you can just melt in your mouth. Yeah. They're like oh. M and M's. Am oh. I right? I mean, you know, dude. Yeah. They're tough on the outside. They're they're much more sensitive and beautiful and and uh, um, entice, enticing on the inside. So that's interesting. Make me hungry. For, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, did I just pound a bunch of Cheez-Its? I don't know. We'll never know. Um, I had to go mute because I was afraid I was going to crunch so much. So, Rebecca, that's an interesting point, right? Because sometimes when you listen to the soundtracks, I found myself thinking, oh, man, here's this theme again. Here's a theme again. But it's like when you pair it with the visual aspect, you're like – no, here's the theme again, but in a very different way, suiting or serving a very different purpose and exposing something totally different about a character. Yeah, yeah, diving diving deep for sure. Yeah. And I, I think Elrond's might do that a little bit too. 
Okay, yeah. right now, Eleron's theme is my absolute favorite out of all of them. That <laughs> might change, but right now it's it's my tops. And it, you, I used to dislike it when I first heard it. I was like, it wasn't that I disliked it. I thought it sounded nice, but I would forget it. Like, mm. it, I would go into the next track or just go about my day, wow. and I'd remember wow. Eleron's. I'd think about Eleron's theme, and I just couldn't remember the melody. I couldn't remember it at all. Mm. So I was like, eh, you know that, you know, think about Eleron. No, I thought it could have been maybe a little bit more. Like, the, I like the music. I just thought, you know, maybe for Elrond it could have been a little bit more. But what totally made me do a 180 was I was thinking about, I was thinking about the theme, and I was listening to it, and I thought, what if this was my theme? What if somebody wrote this theme to describe my mm. life? Okay. I mean, it, it made me so emotional. I was like, gosh, what did I do to deserve such a such a beautiful theme? And now I view it in such a different light. And I think it's it's so beautiful and kind of a cool thing that happens in the theme. And that honestly kind of happens frequently is um, how how the notes change. So again, like how the stranger, how, you know, he it goes up to an F sharp, but then it, sometimes it's an F natural. Elrond and the theme is specifically called Elrond Half Elven. It kind of it starts mm. off wow. with a B natural, but then it goes to a B flat. There's like a major mode and a minor mode, and I'm wondering if he's kind of using that for half two man, things in one. Half elf. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Exactly oh because gosh. it does that a little bit in Bronwyn and Arondir's theme as well. There's, oh it's minor, oh but then <laughs> as it finishes. It goes major, so I'm wondering if he's kind of using that to highlight um, man and elf, and just like as wow. like a musical joke, the elves, like in the beginning of the Silmarillion, they have so many, because you know they they were the first race. They have so many uh, nicknames for the new races that come in, like the uh, men and the dwarves, and some of the ones for men are like the sickly or the diminished, like just some really insulting names, which is hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. and music sometimes will call it like a diminished tone so like if he's using the flats to be for men kind of like diminished that's a hilarious musical joke wow yeah (laughs) wow i just don't i don't i don't know that yeah i know i know that's gold that's cool well, right it, there. I mean, she, she's, this is amazing. This, Rebecca, this is exactly why, why we brought you on because I was hoping you'd exactly. have any sort of insight into the, you know, what, what, what they're actually playing and, the, you know, whether the minors or the majors are hitting. Good. Like I could be making therapist. all of this up. I could be totally <laughs> no, you're not. You, I, it sounds <laughs> beautiful. The veil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Rebecca, I do, I do have two specific questions. This is, might Bring be totally on. off topic. Okay. So, uh, Noah Matar makes me think of Duel of Fates. In Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. And I don't I don't know why it takes me so out of Middle Earth, but it does. And then also the cavalry. These were ones I talked about last episode that I wanted to ask you. Cavalry sounds like it sounds like something from Narnia to me. Mm-hmm. Henry like Harry Gregson Williams would have done. And I don't know why those two are sticking out in my mind as being so different. Like there's something musical going on there in those pieces that takes me out of Middle Earth. Or do I just need to see the scene? Do you think like also like we could even just go into what are you you talked about predictions for what's going to happen in the story based on music? What, what maybe are some of those predictions? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to grasp at straws a little bit here. I don't really know. So with, uh, I'll go with Noel Matar first. Um, I, I listened to that episode and I listened to his tracks in uh, particular after you mentioned them. Again, yes. I'm just grasping at straws. I'm thinking I that one sounds. I want to know what you say. Yeah. Okay, I think that one sounds a little bit more um, 
John Williams-y because of the the directness of the the choir. So we're very, very used for choir in all of the score and also all of um, Howard Shore's score. But it's it's not very like strong. Like the singers are going like directly at you. Yes. Um, okay. Like if you think about the elves, like especially in the extended fellowship, when you first see the elves, um, and you get like that kind of more Gregorian chant kind of thing. It's very gentle. Yes. It's not like it's like they're singing not at you, but you you hear them singing. Whereas yes. in Nolan Martyr, it's very direct and it's a okay. lot stronger of a choir. Okay. All right. Yes. That's okay. my guess for that one also i think it might be a mixed choir with female and oh yes which we're not used to are we yeah oh my gosh that's it that's 100 both those things are it okay yeah that that would be that would be my guess for that and then as for the cavalry i i really don't know i listened to that one and i pulled up like the battle of pelinor field and i pulled up like the battle from narnia like i went back and forth between the three and they all sounded similar or 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 what no i could hear the differences and i can totally hear what you're talking about um you need someone that's like actually (laughs) professionally musically trained to tell you the differences but i I think it's coming down to, to you yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it comes down mostly to the orchestration. The orchestration in for uh, Narnia and for um, the Cavalry is uh, a lot livelier, a lot fresher. There's a lot more elements than there were when I was listening to like the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Um, wow. And the, the strings were being used a little bit differently. So in okay. Narnia and in um, this one, the strings are used more of like a, an ostinato or repeated um, pattern, and it's not so much in the Battle of Pelennor Field. So I think this these little textural elements. Okay. Again, I don't know. I'm pulling at straws. I listened back and forth between them for a long time. And I think it's also just kind of structurally what's happening. The cavalry, um, it references like six different things. It's got Bronwyn wow. Mirandir. It's got Galadriel. It's got because I'm assuming what's happening is all, all these people be coming there. together yes. for battle. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's because it's tying in all of these different things. It feels a little bit more busy, a little bit more chaotic. Whereas with um, the Battle of Pelennor Fields, it's one theme. It's not tying wow. in all of these different characters. It's it's one thing. So I think that could be part of it as well. And that would make sense why it fit kind of with Narnia too, because there were a bunch of different characters that were coming together for a, for a battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So those weren't like way off. I, I wanted to check my sanity and make sure they weren't way off those reactions to those pieces. You can see oh, where no, I no, was no. coming from. Okay. Oh, okay. totally, totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That was incredible too, man. I, as that was the breakdown, I was hoping for. Yeah, you got <laughs> that, it right there, buddy. That was buddy. so beautiful. Uh, we're gonna have to reference a pro. Uh, yeah, Rebecca, we're talking to one. Okay, so um, wow. Right. Wow. Right. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Let me let, let, um, let me let, if if I may. Unless Rebecca, here. did you have something else there, real quick? Were you on a thought? I didn't want to. Anything? Oh me, I got all mine out. Okay, cool. I just I don't want I didn't want to interrupt there. Yeah, like uh so guys i'm looking at this i'm looking at episode two here and i want to ask you know cameron just just real quick so uh, cameron you still scrubbing through you still can go to different points in the yep okay still got it up so i'm around like minute like 25 or like 24 30 or whatever and it's it's all this stuff with the stranger and nori guys when he's drawing the the rune like the the back with the g rune i guess or whatever 
it looks like the tent that they're that they're pulling up. There's all these cutaways. So all these things that, that kind of keep you connected to two different points or different stories, like they're they're lifting this this pentagon shaped yeah. tent. Yeah. Five wizards. I don't know. Uh whatever. Oh my uh, gosh. Five different <laughs> points. And they're 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 I mean, yeah, it's you know what I'm saying? Like that's the kind of stuff that a director, those those calls that you make, right, Cameron, to to, to tell a story right. or to put in a little clue that might we could take it. Are we are we taking it too far? Not far enough. He's also I don't know how to say this. Maybe Re- Rebecca knows this or Lane. Um, he's saying like the the word is U R E, and it's got the little. It's it, me- it means warmth or, or fire or. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's it's like Ura or Ura something like that. It's 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 Quenya. It's Ure? some sort. Is it Ure? Yeah, there you go. There you go, buddy. Yes. Uh, so it, it just means heat, I guess. And he's saying oh, it over and over, crap. and then he says, "And dude, he came in a meteor, Mon- which was like a—it's a burning, yeah. it's a—it's a burning through the atmosphere. Oh my lord! Yeah, so I guess this is Gandalf as this is without a doubt that's Gandalf. Ga- it's 100% Gandalf. It has to be, yeah, for, for, for sure. Which I mean, Rebecca's wow. on Cam. You think it's Gandalf too, right? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, well, now well, I'm kind of starting to think so. I mean, <laughs> I was, I was, I was all uh, Saruman for a long time. I could still be, I could still I be just, persuaded." You yeah, know. I would be cool with that. I feel like it would make more sense in my brain if it was. Yeah, because that wouldn't. It would make less sense why Gandalf was then the gray if he was here first. Then, unless yeah. they do some sort of weird twist with like, I don't know. You know, here's here's the thing with me, guys. I, it, it seems like we're just being like we got the prologue. At least in these first two episodes, we got the prologue, and then we're dropped into a place of time. It doesn't seem like we're time jumping, like at all. Yeah. So if this is Gandalf, that doesn't mean that Saruman isn't also true here there somehow. Because yeah. I yeah, was thinking yeah. about that too. I'm like, it bothered me too, Cam. I'm like, this is if this is Gandalf first, that doesn't make any sense. He he's not the head of the order. That's Saruman's. Like if we're gonna go in terms of just like how we would make sense of it, and then I thought, I'm like, we're not jumping in time at all. And I don't know that we're. I I honestly, we talked about this with with Joe and Mike about how it's almost like we're jumping region to region, like all these different yeah. areas within middle earth, as opposed to jumping back in time to another different. Att- and then the other thing I thought about too, with time is like, they have to adjust it. When, when you look at, when you look at the second age and you look at how long it took Celebrimbor to forge all of the rings of power, it was 80 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they haven't years. even built a forge yet, so I mean, they're right. going to have to do. Wait, you want to watch a whole season of them building the forge? Like exactly. Like they're going to have to manipulate time a little bit, and maybe part of what they're going to do is they're just going to make things that they're going to make things happen concurrently that didn't necessarily happen in the same time in the in the mythology. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's that's the reason why Gladriel's our main character because she's not going to age. She's going to be with us the entire time, so we see things through her eyes. That's why we start with her. Um, and then she can't, I mean, she doesn't age. So we're, as we're probably going to witness like other main characters just slowly die off from just time. Cause if it does take 80 years, they could show that like we could be on like King Durin the fourth and then meet little Durin the fifth or whatever. And then, you know, he becomes King later on. And then it's like the next episode yeah. he's older. I, who, right. who knows? Right. 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 Yeah. Let's, let's get, uh, let's, let's get Lane back in. There we go. Hey, long time listener, first time caller. He's back. Uh, sorry about that. I didn't even see him drop. I know. I didn't either until he started calling back in. I was like, "Someone calling in here?" I was like, "I was like, the Hobbit Hotline's not even live yet. What's going on?" 
<laughs> Last thing I heard was Cam talking about Gladriel being that like through thread. I, yeah, I think you said I, I think you said Gladriel is his main or main character. Sorry. Yeah, and We're, I yeah. think that's perfect because most, maybe in, instead of time <laughs> jumping, like Gladriel is our is our time jump. Like the fact that she's running through all of this is kind of like okay, like it, it can be it can be different than it was because honestly. 90% of people who watch the show are not going to go into the Silmarillion. They're not going to delve deep into the intricacies of the second age. They're just not going to, right. they're not going to. And in the same way that a lot of people who've seen the trilogy have never read the books. And so, right. and I think I honestly like the creators of the show know that they know that that's not going to be most people. So you've got to create something that, that pays homage to what was written, but also can stand on its own. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good point with the whole Gladriel being kind of like, personification of a time jump almost yeah i mean yeah. They have to, at the end of the day they have to create a an enticing story for the viewer like yes like you yep. said the percentage of people who actually read it and are watching is so minuscule to the audience that they're trying to grasp and i know yes. some people i know a lot of people that are listening right now and like already see it on online it's like they're already mad about that but it's like it wasn't really in all honesty it wasn't made to like they would have gotten rights to the Silmarillion if they wanted to make you something they're, they're trying to make it for yeah. the general audience and they're just yeah. trying to make a cool story in the Tolkien universe and make it work with what they have access to. Yeah. So Beautiful at that stuff. point, it's either, do you want it to get made at all or would you rather yes. it just not be made? So, Amen, yeah. brother. I mean, or, or we could Amen. just do big old time jumps and say, hey, here's this guy. And then after that, he begot this person and then they Be confused begot, as hell, man. You wouldn't know what was I going mean, on. I wouldn't know what was going on. I mean. Just all over. So. Yeah. It'd be too confusing. And cumbersome. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's get. Hey, let's get a couple more thoughts here, just real quick. Before I know we kept you you guys up pretty late. We're burning the midnight oil here. Um, <laughs> right? Kim's like, wait For a second. Sure. Uh-huh. You mean like the one a.m. Uh, oil? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you guys eventually wanted to get into the uh, fantasy fellowship a little bit, but oh yeah, are you? I gotta uh, know the, my the, score the, is. How am I doing? The, we we got the points master here. So I mean, like, he's gonna be he's he's gonna need some time to. To total up those points, but tally I mean, it up. Yeah, I ha- well, I have episode one tallied. So, oh, do you really? Dang, what a savage! Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's why I rewatched the first one. I was tallying up some points. While wow, I was waiting to jump on here. So, so, so oh, who so has? Cam's a, yeah, well, I guess let's work. let's real quickly just uh, get a cut. I mean, who's like who's in the who's who's racking in the most points? Uh, I'm winning. Well, right? okay. So I don't. I can't tally up individual scores just yet. Yeah. But, um, we have 33 responses, so 33 people are playing. There's uh, your three wow. player lane. Hold on, can I we just say, two. isn't 33, isn't that the age that hobbits reach? They're, like, that, that's yeah, the maturity? Just hit yeah. This yeah. is perfect. <laughs> this is meant to be. This yeah. is the fantasy uh-huh. fellowship at this, its best. And that, I just turned 34. I turned 34 yesterday, so I just finished my 33rd year. Uh-huh. Wow. Congratulations oh. on being an adult. Who's the showrunner of our, of our lives, guys? I don't know. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is controlling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I yeah, I have all the stats on like percentages of who people picked more than other people. I I have wow. all that. Um, it shows me that. So let's see. That's um, so cool. Let's do the individual. Wait, wait, wait. What was I looking for? Let's see, is it down here? Oh, my points. There we go. Okay, so um, let's see. Gladriel by far has the most points at the moment with 18. 
just in the first episode. Nice. Uh, she she ga- I I added in a gained access to the Great Havens for ten points. Slays a large beast for five, and then wow. uh, saves individual from certain death when she saved him from the troll. So uh, that's that's pretty good for her. She's off to a commanding lead. Um, <laughs> next up, it, it's like not even close, honestly. But the next up right now is uh, Bronwyn, actually. Heck yes. So, <laughs> She got three uh, for crafting a potion, and then two oh, yeah. for, for I gave points to people who witnessed the meteor crashing. So she got two oh. for that. Wow. She, she also killed that orc, didn't she? Oh, actually, you know what? Well, yeah, she'll get points for that later. This is just episode one. Oh, yeah. Um, Theo actually has six points, so I actually lied. I didn't see him. Yeah, Theo boy. has six points for helping her craft a potion. He got, another, he got three points, and then... Uh, he discovers an ancient weapon for three more points. Oh, yeah. wow. everyone else, <laughs> so everyone else has like this a couple so other cool. people that you saw in the episode have like two points or maybe three. So it's it's kind of Gladriel is by far in the lead. Um, other people got to be out here slaying some uh, creatures. Man, it, hey, it's 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 a shame we didn't put down uh, the destroying of of ancient stones. You know what I mean? I know. Cause oh, yeah, like, no joke. That would have been like during, 30 points. I mean, how, how many stones were they going <laughs> to? How many stones have you broken? God. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, haven't even, I haven't even counted that. It's episode two. So, I mean, right. I might, you know, do some stuff with that. You're the points Heck master, yes, you know? You're the points master. So. Did any of you, uh, anyone have Bro- uh, Bronwyn in their... Uh... Uh, let me check. I think I, I only remember that I voted for a Balrog. That's the only thing I remember. Uh, oh my! Ooh, that's God. a that's a long game. She's playing the long game. Rebecca knows. She you know what she did. She it. she heard some kind of theme where she's like, I think the Balrog is going to be a major player this season. She heard it I in the music. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, remember who I picked for my human. You picked. I have your. You're the first person to submit. So I have your. Oh boy! Oh uh, this man! You did a Lindell. You did a Lindell. Okay. Well, yeah, I have to. A Lindell. I have, yeah, I had, like, the yeah. battle cry of my man Aragorn. It's, it was. It was. It had to happen. See, that's the thing. It's kind of misleading because we just haven't seen over half the characters yet. So Isn't hopefully, that incredible, um, dude. That and, and that is. I'll tell you what. That's a that's an error on IMDb. They're all listed in, in being in every eight and all eight episodes. I was so thrown off by that. Keep they probably don't want you to baby. know. Yeah, they don't want cool. you to know. That's cool. It, that was beautifully done. Beautifully yeah. done. Not disappointed at all. I mean, it's it's cool how they're unlit. Like they're just imagine over five seasons how much we're gonna have like slowly fed to us. Um, yeah. Have you guys um, even looked at the trivia on IMDb yet about this? Uh, I've been no. looking at the so Amazon does the X-ray feature, which is pretty cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, which been, is up. Yeah, that is really neat. Yeah, it's really cool just because I'm not I'm not great at remembering like the names of all the actors and stuff. That's why, you know, Lane, <laughs> Lane's here. No, I'm just kidding. It's but, crazy helpful too. It, it's, no, it's crazy. Awesome, I, I I honestly am not. I'm I'm more of a oh they, they the characters in the story and I you know so and then you throw new ones at me 
ones that are that are not yeah. you know are there and i'm like oh who, who's this guy so i got i got enough to keep track of there with just one you know set of names there there's but, so, <laughs> so many new characters even stranger forgot I, his name yeah yeah even stranger forgot his name so i don't feel too bad <laughs> uh but the extra feature is sick if you get if you get a chance to go check that out amazon is is killing it and by the way we go, you go to amazon's main page or the what just when you open it it and comes sh- up with the rings of power it's massive yeah. though i mean like it's they have a yeah. huge. They they took up like half your screen. You have to scroll down to get to, to get to the other stuff. They were like, "No, we're not we're letting anybody miss this." And even when even when Prime boots up, don't they have the main logo on there? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The rings of power. It's yeah, all yeah. rings it's, of power in the back. It's back-up. impressive, man. It's impressive. Did you guys see my uh, package I sent you guys today? I sent you guys. Uh, Did you get one of the boxes? The photo. Oh, oh I yeah. got an Amazon package today, and they have Rings of Power tape on tape. all the boxes. Yes, now. they're wrapping Dude, them up. Dude, there are some. I don't know what you have to do to get these, but they have like themed cultural boxes. Like they have a dwarven box, and they have a Numenorian box. What? And I, yes, I, they're they're teasing them on. Um, oh my! On the Instagram feed, I'm like, what? What do I have to order to get one of these boxes, bro? Yeah, well done, Amazon. Awesome. it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can get I mean, we we something just to see if I could get a box. Yeah. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> that's the now. thing. I'm like, just just make all the purchases now to see what, what it shows up in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, I ordered a $20 violin on Amazon. Hey, before we let these two go, I want to ask one more yeah. one more question. Okay, I promise. I know it's getting late, and then and then I'll let you guys, you know, go. You just, you know, go back and rewatch. I'm having it. fun. Just go back and rewatch the whole. I know you guys are gonna go back and <laughs> start rewatching it. it. Yeah. Uh, so at the very end of this episode, the very end, we had we, we had like a lot of stuff going on. What is up with with Durin and his and his and his pappy? Are they what okay. secret is <laughs> going on? Um, can I just say, uh, uh, a Silmaril? I you're right. Oh I, wow. I, what, Rebecca, what do you think? Is is there something else in that box? What 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 are they looking at there? Oh at the man, end? I was wondering the exact same thing. I was trying to remember what happens to the Silmarils, and I think I know one of them goes up in the sky, and then I think one of them goes up in the goes in the water, and yeah. then one I was wondering, the, like, is one of them lost in the earth? earth? Like, could yeah. the could the dwarves have have found it? Yeah, guys, I, I don't know. I think we're overlooking the obvious, and we were all involved in this. I know. It's, never a, can- it's a candle from Casey. <laughs> well, okay, okay. It was True. the same lighting. I swear to God, I heard the same violin theme play. If I don't, if I don't see an edit with like him lifting <laughs> up like a candle or something. <laughs> their, their faces were lit up in the same. Uh-huh. Did we predict the future with that commercial? That's what uh, I want to uh, know. It's the same scene. Yeah. yeah. We just need to be in the credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. They clearly ripped it from us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so it could either be. A, I'm saying it's either a Silmaril or they're like retconning when they found the uh, part of the mountain here or something. I don't know because like mm, the they, stone, you, you can yeah. see a, the Argonstone. You can see a little crack. Like when they first start to open it, you can see a little blue light come out of it. Hmm. I'm like going frame by frame right now on it. You can just see a little bit of it. It's so hard to see. And it just—it um, feels like if it were a Silmaril, it would be glowing more. I don't know. It feels like it could be, or if it were like an Arkenstone, it'd be more. I don't know. It's their—it's their interpretation did, of these things too. So, when was Mithril discovered too? That's another thing I was thinking. Yeah, about. it has that sort of. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it wouldn't glow like that, but I, well, it kind of. If you think about the Fellowship, when Gandalf risks a little more light, 
in the in the shafts in Moria, and he talks about the riches of of Moria weren't in gold or silver; it was mm-hmm. mithril, and he mm-hmm. shines, and the, the whole thing glows. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, th- I thought about that too. I'm like, is this mithril? Yeah. Like, that, and then why would well it be, be just in a yeah. box? Because then we also had that in in part of the trailer when that um when Eminem blows the leaf. <laughs> down into the into the cracks of the mountain and we see all these veins of it looks like mithril to me and then eventually we have the belrog that like bursts forth or whatever but i thought that's interesting hmm well i'm not married to the idea of it being a silmaril but at the same time like they have so many armed guards around it like king durin was clearly like you know the elves just want this like they're just trying Mm. to use you to get to this and an elf made it right like the like an elf like crack of the Silmarils, correct? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Feanor made them, and we did have yeah. Caleb Brimbor give that precursor to them mm-hmm. earlier in the episode with the hammer. Yeah, he did. He with did. The hammer. That's right. That's so. That's so amazing. And then we were talking in, in with uh, about episode one and Finrod and his journey with Baron and the whole. Oh you know, yeah. No. I mean, you know what I mean. And so he's marked by Sauron and that whole journey to to get a like a Silmaril. I forgot. You know, I always bring up Glorfindel be being reincarnated. You know what I mean? Brought back. Mm, mm. Uh, there's another guy who's brought back too that I always kind of forget about. Finrod. I mean, briefly. So wow. Like, I mean, so, I mean, not whether they, they they do the before. You know, I'm not. It's. I was just reading through it. And I was sort of like, wait a second, huh? Holy and crap! Then, wow. Okay. So I don't know. Somebody was saying we, it was either Mike or Joe was saying we might get some flash, even more flashbacks, and go back and see more of his story and what happened. I don't think that story is all the way wow. been told. That actor, by the way, freaking amazing, and did an amazing he job. He was great. Stole. He was great. I stole the intro. I was like, what the who? Yes. Who's yeah. this guy? Yep. I mean, because because it's again, Galadriel's like looking up to him so much younger, and you're sort of like, wait, I know who Galadriel turns out to be. And mm-hmm. who's this guy? Yeah, and it, it was just so cool. I guess to, to to actually see that, and we forget. I forget about him all the time, quite frankly. So, and I wonder too if that isn't like a the, a, a play in a longer game of building towards like they get done with this series, it goes really well. We're going back to the first age, you know. If they can, oh, if if they, they can. can we the... talked about this how how through the how what they have access to in. Like the rights in terms of the rights and the in the having yeah, rights yeah. to the trilogy and then also having rights to the appendices that they could, yeah, they chose they could use. to go they second age. Tot- yes, but they could totally go first age, right? Because right. we have like all of Baron and Luthien pretty much. Like the lay of Luthien is 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 um is told through the Lord of the Rings um and other first age events are referenced uh, by um even by Elrond in uh, in the Council of Elrond. So. Like the fact that they have to be limited to the second age is not. Well, and we saw it in the prologue too. We saw first age events, but like if they are driving towards, okay, we did the second age through this show. We're gonna go back to the first age and explore that. And tell some story. Crazy. Yeah, it would, it would be wild. Maybe they could even go negotiate a few more rights or something too, just to kind of help yeah. out. That would be yeah. to- totally possible. Uh, l- last thing on this weather, what we saw in the box, um, mm. is it? I want to pronounce her name. So Diza or Disa? Right, mm-hmm. Disa. Uh, Disa. Yeah. So she she says, right? She's talking about where to dig in in in, in the mountain and what to do or whatever. And she says, and where, to the rocks. right? Singing yeah. to the rocks and where to leave the mountain untouched, alone. Oh my wow. gosh! So like something's up. There's uh-huh. already you know they're they're digging they're delving too deep. Obviously, right? We we know where that's going to yeah. go. But I mean, just right, right. cool little quick drop in there. 
So wow. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, clearly they either stop singing or at some point, and uh, forget mm. that whole practice, and maybe mm. they that kind of leads oh, them to yeah. the downfall. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Wow. Yeah. I feel like they they know something's down there, right? Like they have to know something. Like there's a reason she said that. Totally. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the temptation of the rings that Sauron gives to them, like it doesn't defile them, like it, it does man, like mm. how Sauron had hoped. But it just kind of expands on their greed. So maybe yeah. maybe that'll that'll be used to push them even even further down those mines. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah. My gosh, as I can't even take anymore. I know. I need. I, I'm a, I need like a stiff drink, and someone just needs a pro. I can't. There, I'm not going to function at school tomorrow. Just put you down. Those poor kids at school tomorrow. They are going to have a zombie. Yeah. For a type <laughs> I forgot of teacher. You guys have to go to work tomorrow. They won't even know. They yeah. won't know how to read, guys. Thanks to this show and our friendships here, <laughs> the the future of oh, Lancaster oh, students will not know how to read. It's going to be a shame, a... but hopefully we'll overcome. Hopefully we'll overcome it. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be stumbling it. to school looking like you're gonna be totally looking like, like a stranger. Yeah, oh, like a rag and my. We should totally get laid dressed up as a stranger. I'll just say, ure, ure. You're just gonna scream at them like you're like, look them dead in the eyes and scream. Wow. Just start talking to bugs. That's. This is my please record yourself fly. doing that tomorrow, Lane. Please. I think I might have to. Maybe I'll yeah, I'll let my beard grow a few extra inches tonight as I sleep. And yeah, that one that one teacher is gonna be like, oh, he finally watched that show he was excited for. Yeah. <laughs> my please. coworkers, I know Jamie and Lindsay. I told them today. I was like, I told you, I name dropped you. I didn't name drop you guys, but I referenced you guys on the podcast, and I said my goal is to get you two to watch, and they both like just thought it was hilarious today there's no way they're gonna watch and maybe though i don't know if maybe i think everyone's gonna be watching man this thing is 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 ah this is just so accessible to like you don't have to know sarah was worried about this she was like lane i don't know what happens before i was telling cam and rebecca a little bit about this just because the whole the whole draft thing Mm -hmm. and and the uh fantasy fellowship and i was like there's no way sarah would want to because she just she's like i don't i don't know anything about these these this time in Middle Earth, I'm like, Sarah, they are going to make it so easy to get into. In the same way that Peter Jackson made it easy to get into Lord of the Rings, and I, I feel that way. I mean, I feel like I could have, I could have read all of the Silmarillion, but I definitely could have focused in on the Calabeth, and or not, and and had the same kind of interaction I had with the show today. Yeah. So I mean, like, hats off to him on that on that respect of making it very. Um, easy to get into. And I, I, I thought it was awesome too. We were talking about this with, with Mike and Joe that there wasn't anything that I'm thinking like, if you're like eight, nine, 10, you could totally watch this. You could totally access this. Yeah. And yeah. I think like it's, that's a beautiful thing because I think about the age that we got into it. I was like, you know, 13, whatever. And um, if there would have been, you know, <laughs> crazier stuff in it, I probably wouldn't have been able to watch it, you know? So to think that the same age kids could be getting into this show and these stories is that's encouraging. That's that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Still waiting well, for those intimate scenes. So. <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> they're coming. Trust me, they're coming. I don't know. We might. I think we already saw a few, to be quite frank. But uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. you know. But well, hey, uh, friends, I th- we have been just absolutely burning through it here. Uh, this was great. 
honestly, I can't thank you guys enough. This is like really super cool just to have you guys on here and those perspectives. And I learned something, you know, about uh, different majors and minors a little bit. Uh, some other stuff I can't pronounce and some stuff about cinematography. I've uh, oh, yeah. been well educated. So, But hey, uh, friends, don't forget to check out. So Cameron, it's Cameron.in.hanson. All right. Make sure you get that in in there. Be sure to check him out. Yes, sir. Uh, and then Rebecca, right? So we got Rebecca Ravney Violin. Is that cool? Throw that out there, Rebecca? Yeah, absolutely. And you, uh, your YouTube channel, by the way, love it. Literally uh, love the you. crispiness of the audio. I just, it's dripping with just, uh, it's great. So. Oh, that means a lot from you. Thank you. It really is. It's really good. I'm, I, are you going to be doing some uh, some maybe covers of the, of, of the, the new soundtrack? Or have you already and I've missed it? Have you done one? I've done a couple solos, but I haven't actually like fully produced anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's just cool. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So in, in case you guys didn't uh, know there, we've already lost Lane. So he meant it when he said oh. he was, when he said, he said he was, uh, somebody need to put him down. And I think he's, he's truly, he's truly, uh, giving up the ghost. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, there, there we go. But Hey, Thanks to you guys so much. We we really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, maybe at the end of the season, you guys down to come back on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, count me in. Okay, sweet. We'll do a nice little season recap or whatever as we get to it. It's just crazy to think this is the first two episodes. So, all right, guys, thanks so much. We appreciate you. Love Thank you, you so much. It's been a blast. All right, friends. Well, hey, uh, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. Yeah. We appreciate you. We love you. You know, a few uh, random, we had so the, the technical difficulties, we're have to, I'm going to have to like talk to a few people about like, uh, the, like it's so weird. It's the first time we've ever done this. You know, everyone's on different, some people were calling in on speakerphone, some were on headphones, some were, <laughs> it's all over the place, but uh, it's my cool because you get my the phone unexpectedly cut out about 20 times too. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you've got some great crickets going on in the background right now. I love it. It's I feel so like the perfect. stranger's over my shoulder right now. He's just kind of. Using the fireflies, every sand. He's Gandalf, man. Uh, There's some G runes in the sand, that's for sure. It's so cool. Hey, you know, something else too. I know uh, we, we've basically said we want you guys to call in for that Hobbit hotline. And again, just as we as we go out here, I want to give you that number real quick. So uh, again, that's 740-263-7473. Uh, that's going to be on Tuesday. And then if it's not on, uh, so the first one's on Tuesday, so it's going to be on September 6th. And then after that, it'll be on Mondays uh, from 8.30 Eastern Standard Time till about 11 o'clock. Uh, and again, seven four zero two six three seven four seven three. But you know, hit us up. And then if that's yeah. not your thing, again, feel free to send us an email. I mean, honestly, if you yeah. have thoughts on the show, uh, we we enjoy that. They get a little lost on Facebook and Facebook Messenger. So something more polished up in e- in an email will uh, will actually get to us. Yeah. So that's an unexpected pod. Yeah, and we could even that. read it during, if we're not getting phone calls at that time. We could read those emails. Yeah, absolutely. While we wait, some people are getting off work yeah. or they're doing different things or or whatever. Yeah, so heck yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun, but. All right, absolutely, hey, uh, friends. Thanks so much. We're going to be back with that Hobbit Hotline, and after that, we'll be watching uh, live episode three, which is wild to think about. So, loving it, um, friends. Hey, if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write that review, or leave us a shadow fax. We'll see you at the beginning of next week with the Hobbit Hotline, and remember, Sauron lives.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.